Welcome to the Boston's Big Four podcast. New news about music and sports every week, sometimes. All right, we're back. Episode 59 of Boston's Big Podcast. We got a special guest in the building, John Glass. Episode Roosevelt Colvin. Yeah, I was going to say, that's exactly who I was going to say, Roosevelt Colvin. All right. So we're on the same page this time. That's good. Yep. No debate. Yep. We got John Glass in the building. Uh, producer has worked with all your favorite New England artists. Joiner Lucas, Justin Clancy, M. Dot, um, obviously Token, Terminology, Rex. Um, he's been instrumental in the rise of the, the New England hip hop scene these last few years. We're happy to have him. Welcome aboard. Thank you so much. I, I'm Honored to be here. Appreciate you having me. Yeah, big yeah. credits. Uh, so we're going to get into your whole catalog and, and all those credits. Uh, so, But I'd be remiss if I didn't mention uh, Andy Robinson, who you probably heard our, our intro song. I don't know if he's gotten that shout out. Co- uh, co-author. Yeah, I just wanted to. <laughs> thank you. That's a fun little tune. My man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we're here to talk producer things, so we invited him on as well. Um, yes. So uh, anyways, I... For how how did you get to know Token? Because you got him basically out the gate. Did you? Are you guys from the same town? No, like we're not. We're not from the same town or anything. Um, but like, uh, I basically I met him back back when he was thirteen. Um, and uh, and I met him and Colin uh, when they were thirteen, fourteen. Also, their other buddy Trey. And uh, it, it's it's funny. Like, so one of my um, friends used to own. Oh, he's actually still owns still owns a barbershop in Salem, Mass. Um, called Pringles. And so um, he used to like uh, come cut, cut our, like do haircuts at our cribs, like back in the day and stuff like that. And then he ended up opening up his own shop. So then we used to go there and then he knew I was a producer and stuff. So he used to like, let me leave like my like business cards there. And this was back when I was like recording stuff out of like my mom's crib and like, and like stuff like that. And so this was like many, many moons ago. And then, um, and so like, basically like I would leave my card there. And then like, um, you know, one day, I guess like a, you know, a young Colin Mitchell walks in at 14 years old, you know, and, and, uh, you know, had like a CD that, that him and, uh, you know, Token had made and uh, Ben had made. And so like they ended up, um, uh, you know, leaving it with Adam and I came in for like my monthly cut, you know, one time and, and, uh, and, you know, he's like, Hey, you know, I don't know what you can do with this. You know what I mean? But like, I've met, I met actually another artist, through there a, a, a similar way where you know someone just left the cd there and i checked it out and I was like, oh he's cool and then we ended up linking up and and he, we were like you know extended fam after that so it's like and so Dope. and like that's kind of what happened the cd's kind of sat in my car for a month um and then i finally got around to checking it out and like the first beat was like a uh was like a slaughterhouse beat that they rapped on and then the second one was like a lloyd banks beat and like at the time i'm like this is like when young money was like super big so i'm expecting like 13, 14 you know, you know, year olds to be rapping on like those style of beats. And so when I heard yep. rapping on like these songs, I was like, were dope to me. Like, you know, even originally with like the original artists, like that they had a good year for like dope rap. So I was like, all right, while they sound like chipmunks, there's, there was definitely still potential there. You know what I mean? And like, <laughs> like, and like, they were just, you know, we ended up like just meeting up in person one day. I called uh, Colin and, and um, I ended up actually meeting Colin and Trey first. And then uh, we all we all went out to lunch and just talked and just about you know what they were doing and you know their lives and stuff and and um, and then after that uh, Joey B at the time was doing a show with Hobson and so um, um, I ended up getting tickets for all of them to come with us to the show and I was like let's all just you know let's just start to build a relationship and you know as far as like let me see what I can do to help you guys and and and, and hopefully um, 
know, and then we'll just go from there. Like, I don't want to be like, hey, you want to be part of the team, like right away, or anything like that, because like it wouldn't have made sense right away. So I was just wanted to see like you know what they were what they were thinking and what their goals were and stuff, and and so uh, and then we all went to the show. So it was just like super serendipitous the way life works out, because like you know the first time I ever met Ben was bringing him to a, a Hobson show. You know what I mean? And then for then that to be the first big tour we all went on and stuff like that, it was just like, it's just crazy how life. That's like, amazing. Yeah. So it was, was that, was that the Hobson show that he rapped for him outside? Yes. Or something? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yep. And it was a passionate rock to that night, passionate rock at that show. And, yeah. um, and it was dope. Like it, at the time, honestly, I wasn't familiar with Hobson at the time, but, um, but, but they, they loved them. Like they were super into him and, and like, it was just really cool to see them so happy and, and, you know, again, being young kids, just like immersed in the, in the, in the show and in the music was just like, it, it, it brought me back to all the reasons why I love doing what I do. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. And like, that was like, just, it just, you know, feeds your soul, that type of stuff, you know? Yeah. That's awesome. No, I, uh, I mean, obviously, but like, I was just thinking like, dude, it's kind of crazy. Like token grew up like quick, man. Like, and you got to see it, like, with your, like, first hand, like, I mean, like, he's, like, what, what's he, like, 21 now? Or yeah, something like that? Yeah, so it's been about like, eight years. It's, it's been, yeah, it's yeah. crazy. That's, that's been a, a quick five. I figured out about him when he was maybe, like, 16. It doesn't seem like that long ago. No. Yeah, it really doesn't. Time has flown, for sure. Like, honestly, <laughs> yeah. like, and that's one thing, like, we used to always say, even back in the day, like, one thing we always would say was, like, cherish the moment. You know what right. I mean? Because... Like when now, like you said, it's been eight years, and that's like that's like you said, it feels like yesterday. You know what yeah, I mean? Dude. And and so like, it's it's kind of nuts. And so I think like you gotta every every win you gotta really hold on to and really cherish that because like right. some of the stuff like was literally stuff you just think of in your head or that you hope and dream for and you 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 want to make tangible, but you know you're like at the time you're like how the hell am I ever gonna do this? And then all of a sudden when those things happen, it's really like surreal and, and a blessing and just like you, it, it's motivating too to feel like wow i can do this i can really do this you know right hell yeah and i have to admire your scope of vision to, to just like uh, get everyone together like to that show because it sounds like that sort of sparked a lot of what you guys did in the future so i mean just like to not everyone would just buy tickets and say like hey guys let's go out tonight you know they'd be like mm -hmm. hey I'll, I'll if i think you're talented i'll try to get you in the studio um, yeah. So you saw beyond that. I mean, that's like, that is huge to, to develop that relationship. Like you were saying, and uh, not just say, Hey, let's get you on the team for now. I mean, uh, I'd have to say like, I mean, you're definitely navigating the business the right way instead of just trying to studio all the time. Yeah. I mean, it's always been bigger than just the music too, with all of us, you know what I mean? Like, mm. and I try and treat that with like a lot of the, you know, anyone really that I work with, I feel like um, when it's superficial, I think it comes out in the music. You know what I'm saying? And so, and so to me, I've never, ever wanted to muddy up those waters because again, I'm so, I'm so lucky to find what I love and be able to do it. You know what I mean? As, as, as a career where, where it's not something that everyone's able to do. And so I never wanted to muddy up those waters by trying to, um, you know, make music for the money, you know what I'm saying? Or put, or put, put that type of stuff like first, you know what I mean? To me, it was always about, the integrity of the music and the integrity also too of the of the relationships that we have with people and like making sure everybody um is in a place where they can grow as people not just as artists you know what i mean because i feel like the more like i remember seeing terrace martin and he talks about like the best music is made um after a meal you know what i mean so it's like like you have to be able to break bread together you have to be able to sit down and, and do things that are team building and 
And we used to, we used to do team building activities and go out to movies and do different things together as a group and stuff to like really bond. And, and so it's, it wasn't just like, Hey, we're all just guys that do music together. You know what I mean? Because I feel like there was that the bond is so much more important. And I think that that reflects in everything that we do, you know? For sure. Sorry yeah. for the ramble. <laughs> no, no, I mean, that's, that that's that is great. the point. Yeah, that's huge. It's all about doing it for like the love of the music and not for like any like vain pursuit. Yeah. And that's the thing, like, what, like, what would I be like at, like, you know, seeing, like, you know, kids 13, 14, 17, be like, all right, studio every day, <laughs> like, yeah. listen, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, it's like, no, nah, man, like, I want to hear about, like, what they want and their hopes and their dreams. Like, like, I would, I would try and help them even out with school when it was needed or whatever, and just be there just to listen even, like, you know, anytime they're having a tough time, like, when you're in high school and, and you're making music, not everyone's a fan, you know what I'm saying? There's right. a lot of people oh, yeah. at your school that are gonna, yeah, a lot of critics. You know, yeah, be, be very critical of what you do, and, like, they even had, like, a, people do write other diss tracks against them and stuff like that and like and we would talk about it and, and, and be like you know how did like you know and how that affected them and, and like things like that and like I, I feel like they've they're incredibly um amazing young men now and like and like they're they're like I'm super super proud to know them and and uh and I could not be happier for them Hell yeah. yeah and and that definitely breeds confidence like so you're you basically like creating such a tight-knit group you have i mean and you can see it come out in the music so i guess like an example of of a more mainstream group like i guess you'd say odd future like that's just a group of friends that just kept putting out music and it turned out to be pretty great and, and um, you can feel that you can feel the authenticity you know what i mean in the records you know absolutely yeah and I, and it's like it's huge because sometimes you can tell like someone's just putting out stuff that sounds mainstream because that's what they think is popular and just with it, the climate's cool like that right now yeah yeah and it lacks it lacks that depth so it's huge to be to try to i mean not like you were doing it with that in mind like oh let's breed this but you were feeling it out and, and it worked so that's i mean that's huge yeah you got the right eye <laughs> Obviously, you kind of took Token under your wing and, you know, helped him out a lot. How much would you say that Token helped you um, further your career and, and pushed you to become better? I, oh, man, tons. Like, just, again, like, I've, I love um, just working with lots of different people because I feel like it, again, like, like you said, it brings out the best in you as well. Like, when I met these guys at the time, I was like a strictly boom bap producer, you know yeah. what I mean? Like mad underground boom bap shit. Like there's nothing wrong with that, but that's like literally all I knew and all I did at the time. I could not make just those beats for those guys. Like that right. wouldn't be okay. You know what I mean? That, yeah. wouldn't fly. Yeah. that wouldn't fly. So like I, I grew a lot just, just, you know, being more um, in tune with, 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 with what they liked and what, you know, their interests and stuff. Like, you know, it's like, you know, they, they, that young energy too will keep you young too in a, in a lot of ways. Like, and, and you kind of get a different perspective on things as well through, through their eyes and through, through their words and stuff. So it's like, it was dope. We definitely, you know, it was definitely, uh, you know, a, a relationship where we both grew a lot through, through it from each other, you know? Right. For sure. When, uh, so uh, just talking about you working with a lot of different artists and the thing I noticed about you too, not only do you work with a ton of artists, number one, that make me question, like, how do you, like, like sleep or anything? You're all, it seems like every time, like, everywhere you look, there's all, like, your hands in something, like, in a, and don't take that in a bad way, like, your hands in something, like, you're working, like, you work, like, harder than, like, anyone I really know. But the other thing I, I love about you is, like, you remember every single person you meet. Like it's you're one of those people that like 
you know, you could meet someone like one time at a show and you're going to remember them for, you know, for a long, like, I mean, you, when you, when I hear your name drop, when we were talking before we jumped on and everything, like, and you, not like you were name dropping a show off, but just, you know, so many people, like you're, you're just one of those people and it's a testament to your hard work. Well, thank um, you, man. I appreciate that. Like a lot. Yeah. And, and it's very honorable. Thank you, man. And I, I think like, that's like, again, that shit's mad important to me is like, like to treat people like people, you know what I mean? It's, it's not, you know, we're music is a business that's very, um, business a lot, you know what I mean? And it ruins a lot of relationships and stuff. And so like, I think, um, you know, the golden rule is just basic, you know, but important, yeah. you know, no, no. And it's, uh, you know, you keep true to yourself too. And it's, you know, it's dope, man. It's dope, dope to see someone like someone around this way, like, you know, just staying, like keeping it within themselves, you know, keeping it like you guys, like you said earlier, keeping it in the moment, you know, enjoying the ride, you know, taking it as it comes. Yeah, you know, the journey is everything, man. Like you're gonna hit goals that you always wanted, and then like, and then still feel unfulfilled. You know what I mean? That's why you have to enjoy every step of the way. You know? Hell yeah! And you can definitely tell you enjoy it too. Oh, I love it. Like, yeah, love dude. It. Gotta love it for the, for the love of the game, right? Yeah, That's no, what they say. Like, dude, like, yeah, like again, like I'm I, when I was 18, yo, I started. Like, I feel like I was mad late. You know what I mean? I always played sports growing up. Like, yeah. always played sports. Never really. My mom, my sister, and my dad were all more musically inclined than I was. I, 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 I like to keep rhythm and like I and like stuff like that. But I never really played instruments or anything like that. But I just love, love music. You know what I mean? I just loved it. Love listening to it. Um, and and so like, like, it's, it's it was one of those things that like I just I'm again I feel mad blessed that I found something I love to do and I just worked tirelessly at it. Like I was terrible for five years when i started like terrible like and, and i'm still like there's certain things even like i keep like learning with mixing and producing and i'm just like wow like it's just like these eureka moments you know what i mean and it's like I yeah i'm constantly learning and and uh that that's it man you just you know when you find something you love to do it's like you don't stop you don't stop with that shit and you just so you just, you uh, do you actually do you play any instruments now not not really no but but okay. but, but, but like I, I you know I, i've been trying to teach like myself piano a little bit but that's where i've been very fortunate enough to have some amazing production partners um you know like 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 thomas and melks and oz and, and, and a lot of those guys who are just um more and more musically inclined where, where you know they're very dope on like the keys and guitar and bass and things like that where then i can um uh, I feel like my strengths are a lot in like drums and arrangement and, and just having an ear for stuff you know okay so actually that makes me um that kind of is a good segue. So what, what was the first uh, digital software that you used to edit? Duh, we'll use. Uh... Well, the first, first thing I ever used was Fruity Loops. I got a crack mm-hmm. version when I was, um, when I was uh, 18 at college. And, and what and version was that at that time? I have no idea. Honestly, I, I couldn't tell you. Like, okay, yeah. It was a demo. First, I got a demo. And it was mad funny because if you guys are familiar with the demo versions, you can't save it. And no. it, yeah. yep. so, that's how you crack them. Yeah. Like, ah. <laughs> so yo, it was mad funny. So I'd be like working on a beat for like a couple of days. Again, terrible, terrible beats. And like I was <laughs> on it for a couple of days, and I'd leave my computer up and running, yo. And I'd be like, and then like one of my roommates at the time would come in and like shut like shut it off or something like that, or like accidentally unplug it. And I'd be like, no. Nah! Oh my god! <laughs> and like and like yeah, I'd be like, oh, you have no idea how hard I worked on that for like three, four days. 
and the shit was awful, but like it didn't matter because like it was just, <laughs> I it was, made it. Yeah. Right. So like, but like that's all. Like, yeah, it was bad for a while, but then I seen this guy Boondock on the MPC on YouTube, and that blew me away. And after that, I bought an MPC 1000. I got a Guitar Center credit card, and um, uh, I ended up like using that right away, and I and I ended up getting to my MPC, and like that to me changed my life. So that was everything. Oh, oh uh, sorry. I think I think we lost the Facebook Live, but I just was curious. Um, sorry, no, I turned it off. Oh, you turned it off. Got you. No, yeah. no, no worries. It was Someone... uh, it was on the Boston's Big Four page, which is like you know all those old ass sports fans. Oh, is that not where it was supposed to be? <laughs> I mean, no. That like I don't know how to put it on the music page. Oh, I probably need to be make me an admin on that. We we'll could put it on that page, but someone commented on it and said boring. Because they obviously don't give a fuck about music. Well, so. I, thought they, I thought they were just clowns. Those damn sports fans. But, yeah, uh, right. Sorry, uh, the MPC. There's way too is, many old people on that page. I don't like it. Stop talking just, about Paul Pierce or something real quick. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> so, um, sorry, just to like wind it back a little bit. You were talking about uh, hardware. You got the MPC. Did you? That's yeah. standalone. Did you yes. like use that? No, no, die. You were just messing with the MPC for yep. a while. And that, and honestly, that to me is where I found myself as a producer because there's two, there's a lot of reasons, honestly. Um, there's no, there's like you have a screen, you know what I mean? But like when you're chopping and stuff like that, a lot of it's more done by ear, you know what I mean? And um, that really got me good at just use, trusting my ears more, you know what I mean? And like really Absolutely. just going off my feel. And also too, because I have a pad now, I'm playing all my drums and that also gave me the feel of doing stuff too, where it's like, I, I mean, clicking and stuff was cool with the fruit loop stuff, but I, I've, I've always loved hitting stuff since I was a kid. You know what I mean? Just tapping on things all the time. And so like, this was just like the perfect place for that, the, the channel, you know, and the channel, all that. So like I, I end up figuring out different rhythms and vibes with the drums. And I would literally like not at the time, I didn't know about certain certain techniques. So I would try and do things in like one takes and stuff like that. And like, I didn't even have um, an interface at the time. So to even track out my beats, I, I couldn't even take them from the MPC and put them, run them through the, like put them on my computer yet. So I had this old MP3 player that had a line input that would record whatever into it as an MP3. So I used to take the beats and I used to do a live performance of the beat, like arrangements, do try and do all my drops, everything like that, and track it as a one shot all the way through to the um through the into the MP into the MP3 player. And that was the oh. beat. And that was it. Wow. So, wow. so if I was with an artist, I would have them rap their shit while I was doing that. So I could do build put the drops built into their verse, you know what I mean, live, like while they're rapping it. So then like when they go to record to it, they have the same shit in there because I couldn't go back and do anything after the fact you know what i mean oh my god so, wow so damn that taught me so much and like by doing everything wrong at first you know what i mean so so but like i learned so much about about like my style and like how to do arranging and and feel and like you know a lot of it's just super feel it's just like when to drop something when to throw a filter on when to cut cut out some shit like when like all that different stuff like what like like I had no real experience at the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. I started then to then go to school. I ended up leaving school for um, that I was doing design at and then going to pursue music at the Art, Art Institute. And I just, I did like a year and a half there and that's where I kind of learned more the, like of the technical side of things. But like, it was all falling on my face and just learning that way. You know what I mean? 
Interesting. Okay. So you, so even through using like, I mean, the MPC is high quality technology, but I mean, it's, there's no visuals, minimal visuals. Yeah. And you basically use that, like, that's about as old school as it can go these days, you know, cause most of the time you're looking at some sort of waveforms or, or like a MIDI structure in, in the DAW. So, I mean, that's gotta be like you were saying, I mean, just you, you had to have learned a lot by kind of doing that tracking things in your mind. I mean, that's like, yeah, it's it, was, it was crazy. It was, it was, it was stupid, but, but it, like, again, I benefited from it a lot in the long run, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like I'm sure like you even like you probably say now it's definitely, it might not be best practice, but no, as no. far as like you learn from it though. Yeah. yeah. Putting up your reps, you learn, yeah, you learn a ton, like as far right. as what you really need and, and then you can see like, oh, that software does that thing. Oh, I don't even need to record into this MP3 player. Like there's just all these uh, things like that. I mean, I've learned it as we're doing this podcast, all these types of pieces of equipment, like minimizing what you have. And uh, it's, it's like, it definitely takes time. It takes experience and it takes failing a little bit. Um, so you mentioned that you use machine now. Yes. Um, do My production you, partner's got me into that. At what point? So we lost Andy. I don't know where he went. He yeah. might be coming oh, no. back. He, back. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm seeing he's all machine. He's got the, he's got the, um, Does he the have the whole, MK3 or the two? Uh, so he's got the, the two micro, but he also has like Six. just the machine, like the main one. It's got like all the knobs and everything yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, Um, so he's got two pieces and he's got all the like, um, I forget a battery. Like, there's a few. Yeah, all the um, all the sounds and plugins and stuff like that. Like the contact instruments and shit like that. Exactly. Yeah, it's got the whole suite. So, anyways, that was um. I was curious. Like, was that? Did you move right to that after um? You were yeah. doing the okay. So you went right in the machine. Yeah, I went right to machine after um, like right after basically like uh my MPCs like like because honestly my MPC. I basically ran that to the ground. You know what I mean? Like, like, like I beat the hell out of that. The pads were like not efficient at all anymore. Like my, can my, you replace I, them or do they, yeah, yeah. I ended up replacing the pads, but then I ended up, then I ended up, you know, there's a wheel on it. That the sensors and stuff. And, yeah. And all that shit went like, I have to replace all the buttons now. And I actually have a friend who's going to do that for me. I just haven't gotten around to it, but, um, but like, so I, I ran that thing into the, like completely into the ground. And then like, and so, um, I was like, all right, now what <laughs> you know so so i ended up um i forget even what happened but i ended up getting machine one and i don't remember why or how but um one of my homies my homie l5 out in lawrence i think he was the first person that ever showed me how to do anything on there and, and when he used to we used to collaborate at his place in lawrence and um i learned a lot from him on that but then my production partners Melx and eddie they were all machine and then like when we were collaborating i was like it was like not always easy to go back and forth with the different stuff I was like, yo, if I just get machine, it'll just make things I think like a little bit smoother. Plus, I needed something like that, like fix my MP problems. You know what I mean? So, and like, and like, I I used to like, you know, with MP again because it's hardware. You track everything in, like after you after you're done with the beat. With machine, like I love just being able to be like, oh, save, <laughs> like like, yeah. and then it's like on the computer, and like I was like, this is crazy. Like I've never like I've this is actually really simple but awesome. You know what I mean? And, yeah. It, it definitely took me like a year to get comfortable on it. Um, you know, some of the beats were decent. Some of them were really trash when I first got on there. And like, there was definitely like a sound difference from hardware to digital stuff, but um, they got me into it. And like, I haven't looked back since. And like, I love, I love it. I used to use 
machine when I when I toured DJ and I used to DJ off the machine and like and like run the tracks off of there and, and I just I just love it as an instrument and as a uh, and as like a production tool. Shout out to machine. Yeah, shout out machine. So, so I know. Oh, sorry. Know go you, ahead. I know you said uh, that you you've always been like tapping, tapping, boom, boom, boom. Did you have a beatbox? Do you have a um, beatbox or no? I never. I never really beatbox too much i mean probably like at parties and stuff just messing around with friends but like not nothing like serious really um i wasn't like good at that <laughs> really no like, that's a, I mean, yeah, that's, that's like a specific talent and everything yeah i mean i would definitely like mouth rhythms and stuff like that and then like you know you hear stuff in your head and you like you know oh you yeah, yeah and then hum, every, hum it or anything yeah yeah so like owen's actually a pretty good beatboxer that. oh that's dope okay <laughs> Yeah, we gotta get Owen on the podcast at some point. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, I didn't mean to put you on the spot, but you know, you are a good beatboxer. I'll send. Some no, files. I was just curious. Yeah, I, 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 it was just a, you know, I uh, just, you know, based on. I mean, I know I totally can see the correlation between like growing up and just boom, boom, boom. Whenever you're hearing a song or whatever, and then correlation right to the MPC uh, and the machine. You know, it just. Uh, oh, he's back. Dope. Nice. For those eagle-eyed viewers out there, Andy Robinson's back. <laughs> we Sorry about just, that. You came happened. back at the right time. We were just talking about machine. Yeah. Oh, yeah, perfect. So All right, yeah, Timbaland's fire with like the mouth stuff too. Like the way he does it. Like he his master class. I guess he talks about like he'll literally do everything on the microphone first, and then he'll go back in with all those recorded files, and then replace everything with sounds that's you know what i mean wow yeah. so he'll like literally like make a whole beat like and then go and then, and then like and then like and then like literally do the whole thing like that and then he'll put it back into ableton and then be like okay now i have to replace it with real hair yeah. and like and, do, and it's just like that's awesome damn you know what i mean like i was like yeah. Jesus shit. I'm like this dude's an animal yeah so, that's damn. talent damn you know it's wow. funny parallel thinking not saying Andy and I are geniuses at all, but we have, <laughs> we we have definitely worked like that before, um, as it like just trying to translate something just like from mouth because you can be like I I want it to be like boom ba boom ba like you know yeah, you yeah. got like your certain ideas and like sometimes that's like the best way to communicate like the way you want it to sound 100%. well like you yeah. know record out a melody and stuff and then exactly right. that just start replacing exact notes like yeah mm-hmm. where it's like pitched up and whatnot my partner melks is really great at that like a lot of the time he'll get stuff in his head like either a drum pattern or a, a melody pattern and you could hear him kind of mum- uh, like murmuring it to himself you know, you know? And then all of a sudden he'll go lay it down exactly like it's in it, like like he's saying. And I'm like, Man. to me, that's so hard to do. The minute I start hitting something, I'm like, whatever was in my head, this is gone. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so uh, that's why like I have to like do like kind of what Timbaland did, and, like either put it down first and then kind of copy over it, or like because like if I'm yeah, as soon as I start messing with someone, I'm like, oh, that's cool. And I'm like, it's like that's different than everything that was in my head. So it's go like, down like, the rabbit hole. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sometimes that's fun too because then something completely different gets created that way. Sometimes you just gotta go with it. Like I was working on a beat last night that was like, I started at one tempo, went to another tempo, went to another tempo. Then switch the drums. Then went to another tempo. Switch the drums again. <laughs> then sped it up. And then I was like, "Oh, this is dope." And then like, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. And like, and I was like, like, but it was way different than how I started the beat. Like extreme, yeah. like the whole bounce and everything. So it's like, 
Somebody just got to let, let take you places. Exactly. But it's like, you're not giving up on those sounds because you can hear something in yes. them like that. This can be eventually. And then you're like, oh, okay. Like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, but it also takes the right ear to even get there. Cause sometimes you can think like, oh, this will sound good, but you could just never get it. I mean, and personally, I mean, I actually, I have FL studio right now and there's been plenty of beats I just gave up on. I put like a little baseline down and I'm like, oh, I can't, I just can't make this sound like I thought I could. And then I, I give up, but like, so, and actually do you navigate as far as samples go? Um, what are like, what's your opinion on, on using uh, loops versus like, do you, does it have to be chopped? Like, you know so, what I mean? Yeah. So like when I first started, like I didn't even use drum breaks cause I was like, that's cheating. Like, like when I first started and then I'm like, I'm an idiot for thinking that, you know what right. I mean? Because, it doesn't fucking matter. Then for a long time, that's all I used was drum breaks. And, and there's an art to finding the perfect break to perfectly go with the, the sample or the melody because this is, a lot of beats can be fucked up by like having it, them be feeling different or they don't gel well or it's not flowing the same or the pocket's not right and the vibe's not there. So like this, like I remember going through like hundreds of breaks sometimes before finding that one that I'm like, ooh, that's, that's, that's the one, you know? So it's like like yeah like sometimes what was wait, what was the initial question again so like <laughs> what was it so i guess i was i started talking about just how uh like it takes talent to navigate like through the sounds and and make it sound good um and you had mentioned just like speeding up and slowing things down and until like you found that sweet spot which got me thinking about in the past like working with samples sometimes you can like squish like a, a loop and it sounds oh, yeah, yeah. like doper or something so i was i was just kind of curious your opinions on would you rather take one shots and generate your own? I mean, even I guess you I could argue one shot. There's no rules anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay. I feel like, I feel like as long as, as long as the final product is good, then that's what matters. And at the same time, right. like, the whole thing is like, you can't always just be like, I'm going to take this loop and this loop and put it together and make a beat because that's going to work. But then the more you keep going in your career, it's not going to work all the time. You know what I'm right. saying? And so, like, you have to be able to know how to do everything. You have to be able to know, like, all right, if I want to, I can chop this shit up and replay it or, like, or be able to do all this. Like, sometimes you got to just replay, make old beats to figure out how they did shit in order for you to incorporate new aspects of your game into, into the future shit that you make. You know what I mean? And so, Absolutely, like, yeah. and so, like, when it comes to, like, all that stuff, like, it doesn't matter. I've used loops. I've used, I've, I've chopped loops. I reverse stuff. Like, sometimes you pitch shit. Sometimes you leave it exactly the way it is. Sometimes you literally don't even add drums and literally just take a loop of a sample and you call it a day. You know what I mean? But it's like, it, you just have to go with, does it feel right here? And does it feel right here? And then that's it. And then it does, there's no rules though. But, but, but I will say you, you can't depend on it. You can't have, use it as a crutch because in longevity, it's not going to work out. I do like them a lot for like jumping off points. Um, you know, I definitely have used a few for like, oh, this is definitely, you know, the sample staying right in there. But like, yeah, you know, generally there's also a lot more going on. So I don't feel as guilty with just like taking this one, you know, portion of the song. Yeah. When it comes to a sample, you know. Um, and exactly. You got to put your own flavor to it too. You know what I mean? How you use it is going to be different than how someone else uses it too. Right. You know what I mean? And that's that thing too. Like sometimes maybe keep the loop but then add shit on top of it or add shit underneath it you know like like yeah like, I, like sometimes like what i like doing is like taking a fire loop but then like getting like a like a buddy that plays trombone to lay trombone over it or like have a live bass oh, you know what i mean so then it's like you put up a piece of yourself in it and then like no one else is gonna be like yo where the where those horns come from i know that loop but I, right. where, are those, 
where'd they get the horns? You know what I mean? Yeah. And they're like, yeah. ah. you know, and it's just like, that's what so like, yeah. that's dope. That's that actually dope. answered a question I had had for you. Do you ever record with live musicians? And, All the uh, time. That's, that's, that that uh, elevated everything to me. Everything. That's my favorite question to ask people, especially uh, we don't get many producers these days. So I, 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 I'm always curious if performing and recording live, like, I mean, just because a lot of days, a lot of these days, like you're playing a track like live, I mean, especially in hip hop shows. Um, so having like real drums or, or a real instrument and the way like you can kind of tell like, uh, talented musicians they're like looking at each other while they're playing and there's yeah. just a certain like you're feeling that so i'm sure like uh you felt that in the studio and, and it's the so best. i think those beats always come out better yeah that's amazing and we would do like a lot of stuff too where it's like again like like i'd make a beat and then like bring people in to add elements or sometimes we'd all be working on stuff together and, and then that, that would come out its own way too and then at one point we started trying these like live stuff where literally like i would play the drums on the machine Thomas would play bass, our buddy Oz would play guitar, and then someone else would play keyboards. And then we might even have someone even in the booth at the same time freestyling or singing or something like that. I did what we did one with Clancy, we did one with my, our homie Sig, um, and we did a couple other ones too, but like just really just completely live, it like just what whatever happens, happens, you know what I mean? And like it was so dope. Like we actually That's got some really cool vibes with it. Not everything's going to be able to ever see the light of day because it's very like, you know, some of it's just just raw yeah raw you know what i mean but 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 the idea and just how much fun we had doing it was like this is cool and there could there's something to it you know what i mean there's something to this you know oh yeah all that organic like it's just that's completely organic you know it's just how everyone's feeling at that moment letting it loose you know it's awesome. uh, super jam yeah exactly that's 100% so do you work everything into machine even recording vocals or do you record that elsewhere um, I, I usually I like to do a lot of the outside recording into Logic um, because yeah. because I used to have and it might have been just a glitch in Machine back in like like a, like a couple updates ago or whatever. But sometimes I record something into Machine and then it would fall off time. And I'm like, what the hell? I'm like, how did mm. it's audio? It shouldn't be moving. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah. so like like so I started doing everything. I like Logic because that's where I did that's where I mix everything anyway. And so, like, I was started just recording more of the live stuff in, in there and then, you know, bouncing out the beats or the stems from Machine into Logic, you know. So do you do a lot of, like, recording into Machine, bringing everything over into Logic? Um, like, do you ever use uh, – I don't know how Logic really works. I use Ableton mostly. But, like, do you ever use Machine as a VST? Yeah, like Rewire. Yeah, absolutely. So, like, um, actually, I, I do that all the time. That was actually how we would do a lot of the live sessions was, like, Okay. It's tracked right there together. Even when we do like the live from the glass house sessions, I'll take the beat, bring it into machine, um, and then do like my live like effects. Um, and then while well, the artist performs the song, so it's like a D, like I can do like a DJ uh, basically like play of the song yeah. from the and track that live into Logic while the artist is tracking his vocals at the same oh, time. That's cool. So it's like everything's just routed together, and, and it's like there's no, it's it's always gonna be tight. You know what I mean? Right. It's, it's whatever we both did at the exact same time. You know. So can you live mix like for a show with multiple tracks? Like, can you do? Yeah, yeah. Um... Okay, Absolutely. awesome. Do you have what type of DJ controller do you use? Um, so I use I I, I bought a uh, Pioneer one that um, but then I ended up returning it. So that's so that's why I've I've done everything off a of machine mainly. You know, like I I basically used to set up my uh, my tracks on like the bottom pads, and then I used to start let up set up uh, 
effects like on the top pads. Um, and then I would like trigger sound effects with the top ones and play the tracks on the bottom ones, but cool. just scroll, scroll through groups and do live sets like that. And then with the master effects, I would throw like, um, you know, filter sweeps or, um, uh, you know, different things like that, that I could do in the moment for, you know, if needed during the performance. Okay. So you pretty much have it all mapped out like per scenario. So as far as like spinning and stuff, cause I know a lot of those DJ controllers, they, they give you like kind of the turntable setup. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, Do you have and, familiarity with a uh, tractor at all in machine or? Um, I I'm, I'm not too familiar. My one of my homies, Romar, he used to use it. So like like um, he was telling me to that I should get it because uh, I guess they have like um, you can integrate both at the same time, which I've heard is really freaking cool. So yeah, but I've, I've I haven't messed with it yet. No. Yeah, Andy's got the full uh, Native Instruments suite, so he's just, <laughs> he's rocking. How do you it. like it? How do you like Tractor? Uh, well, I re- yeah, I recently got a Tractor, not like too too long ago. Um, you know, that's like been my first taste into mixing all together, and uh, I I love it. Like in, most of my other exposure has been um from all my other friends, and they've got like pioneers and stuff. And uh, I gotta say, like um, you know, I've, I I saw the S two model, or yeah, like the um the second generation tractors, and like they were all over the place. But this third generation is a lot similar to like the rest of the uh you know, like the, the normal, like, um, market, if you will, like, it's it's just like, it's the same standards as everything. So like, I don't know, it's pretty easy. And like, I like it. Um, it does work well with a machine. I've only like messed around with that a little bit, uh, not too, too in depth, but that's cool though. The fact that you can like kind of run those side by side, I think is like super dope. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, like you were saying how you were able to like, you know, do it by like track by track. Um, that's kind of like the same like relation that they can do, except you can put it into the turntables is pretty much like that's tight. how you, you know, like what you can um, accomplish with that. Plus I know they do a lot with like VDJing and stuff. Um, you know, utilizing machine as like lights and all this other stuff. It can be, uh, Oh, just know, the I mean, DMX controllers and stuff. Pretty much. Yeah. It can, it, it, it can be, okay. it can be like outsources, all that stuff. I've messed around with it a bit, but I don't have all like the uh, setup for all that stuff. So we actually lost you for this point, but I meant to ask you, what is the model? I know you have the MK2 micro. What is the big one you have? Oh, I also the um, machine jam. Oh, nice. I actually almost got the jam, um, but um, I, I ended up not getting it for whatever reason, but it, it really intrigued me because uh, this the way it was set up. It was supposed to be, design more for live right from what i from what i gather yeah exactly i mean what i like a lot of it is um especially uh well one the 64 pads compared to like the uh you know 16 it's just like it allows you to have a higher spectrum of like messing around with octaves and stuff and like just different chords um you know but what also i really love it on it is uh they have the uh the touch pads which do a lot of great for automation yeah. Um, so if you're really trying to like get like you know some cool effects, especially some like transitions and things of that nature, like you can get some. Uh, you can. Is that the arpeggiator can, or is that something else? Uh, arpeggiator, you 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 can automate in it, um, but it'd be like a lot of different things for like uh, you know, I mean everything from like reverb to you know Stutter, attack to just sweeps, whatever stuff. you want. <laughs> but it's cool because like they they, they it, it's um it's pretty intuitive in that way where it gives you that option to do some pretty smooth automation. That's dope. I love that. I love that. And that, um, I use this thing for machine. It's called the finger. And it's like you can load up. It's like a, um, it's got a bunch of different presets, but you can load it up on the pads and then every pad triggers a different style of effect. So oh, like cool. some of them will do like a, like a little stutter, kind of like they resemble like a, some like SP type stuff. And then like mm. some yeah. will do like a slow down, some will do like a, a, a 
a big reverbed out like sweep and like a bunch of other shit. But it's really cool. Like I love using that for like live shit. Do you ever come into a situation where, um, like, let's say someone you're producing with, like, they want a sound that, like, maybe you don't have, like, would you go out of your way and, like, get a pack to get that sound for them? All the time. Okay. I've I've done that before. Actually, there was a record um, where uh, I bought a sample pack, and um, uh, they loved the song, and they wanted the stems. And I was like, okay. I was like, let me see how I can get (laughs) it. And then I ended up went back, and actually, they, they, the, the guy who sold the pack actually also had the stems available for like, you know, double the money or whatever. So I was like, you know, fuck it. You know what I mean? I'm just going to buy that. It's worth it, you know, for the song, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, that's pretty good. I mean, that's good. Hey, rappers, this is good business here. Yeah. <laughs> He'll get what sounds you want. Yeah, you got to do um, the music. Do you actually, so I, a lot of the times I find, so I browse, I, I've been kind of sh- uh, trigger shy on like buying a sound pack. So just like, if you had advice for someone who was like a young producer, would, uh, is there a, a lot splice, of splice is where it's at. Right? Like, okay. Andy's all on splice. I yeah. Was, so yeah, I was going <laughs> to say I'm all on these forums and like people will be like, yeah, I've been just using like cymatics this pack for years. Cymatics, and I'm like, cymatics is good too. Actually they 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 make great stuff. Um, uh, but like splice to me is like, you can literally find anything and everything you may be looking for now like on that site like literally i don't think you can't you can type in anything and i'll probably mm-hmm. you'll find it you know so yeah we actually when andy and i are messing around we'll, we'll be browsing through splice and sometimes we'll find some loops that like oh maybe you've heard that in a song before oh yeah absolutely but it can get interesting like you said with you can layer with certain instruments you can yeah. squish it you can chop it you can do things where Making you're like own. Yeah, I've heard it before, but this is different. Like, it's definitely interesting. So it definitely, uh, it's not just like, uh, I mean, there's so much in Splice, so you're probably not going to hear the same sounds that often, but some of the, like, the best ones you may. And it definitely is, uh, I mean, it's something that, it it is a testament to the artist talent when people can make that still unique. And it's dope too. Like, it's no different than what producers have been dealing with forever. And it's like, you got to be the most creative with the sample. You got to make the best song with it. Like, anybody can make a dope beat, but you got to make a great song. You know what I'm saying? So, so like, like at the, at the end of the day, like even back in the day, you know I mean? Producers were using the same samples and stuff. And like, even now, like people are remaking some of those classic records with more updated drums that are more in today's, yeah. today's climate and stuff. And it's like, that's just going to be always happening. You know what I mean? And, and so like now, now that we, now it happens on splice, you know what I mean? But again, it's like, you just got to use your own creativity to make something yours and to make it stand out in the way you want it to, you know? Do you ever yeah. make sounds live in the studio? Like, uh, oh yeah, we we actually have packs on Splice. We have a bunch of packs on Splice. Oh, you make packs? Okay, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. amazing. So, okay, does that now you mentioned? Um, or I guess we haven't talked. to I think this was off mic. So let's let's get into it. Quarantine style. Yes. Uh, we're we're stuck right now. Everyone's trapped. We're like rats. <laughs> this is horrible. Absolutely. Um, but. Some uh, some people, and we were talking business stuff uh, before, uh, have had to pivot. So a lot of like music and especially producers, like you're working majority online. So you found like ha- have probably had to funnel a lot of your business into like online revenue. Totally. Um, have you found like having those packs online, like does that get does Splice make, is it a good deal? Like I know sometimes like Spotify can take like too much of a cut. It depends on like the place. Everything's a tool. You know what I'm saying? Everything is used as a tool. You can't depend Mm. on one being 
the end all be all to your career. You know what I mean? But I feel like everything working together is what's going to make, make it all happen, you know? So it's like, it's a great tool. You know what I mean? Splice is, is awesome for that. I've, we've been really um, lucky to, um, uh, to be able to, to put even packs up on Splice where that's something a lot of people would, would kill to do. So we're mad grateful for that, to be able to have that exposure. And, and what's the criteria? Did you build a relationship with Splice to be able so, to do that? So it's actually, so one of, um, Cato, uh, the producer in Atlanta, he's, he's a good friend of ours. And like, we've known him for years and stuff from even from back when Ben won the uh, No Suck MCs contest. And that's how we yep. got, got, got acquainted and stuff. And so um, we've been cool ever since. And he's, he's an awesome dude, great, uh, great mind and just amazing producer as well. And like, and so like we, um, uh, he ended up bringing us on board to help facilitate his uh, Snassy Tracks channel for Splice. So like we were kind of like, um, took the reins as far as like organizing the, the page and like and, and creating content for it. And then, um, cause he had so much on his plate at the time and he still does. And so, and so like, you know, he's been so busy with that. So we kind of took, took the reins on the, more of the back end of those things. And then, um, okay, also been putting out his own packs through there too. And so like, he's got, I think two or three now they're up there that are doing incredible. And then we have like um, a bunch of packs as well that we've been putting out over the last year. Dope. That's dope. Yeah. So do you, um, do you ever like, when you guys are doing live shows, will you ever remix a song live on stage? Yeah, yeah. Well, that like so that's what we do sometimes. Like I remember, um, so one of the shows we did, Ed, uh, we played Billie Jean, and then Eddie had like a flip of like the Billie Jean of like a you know a trapped out Billie Jean thing or whatever. <laughs> it was still like kind of like dancey. So like we would play the original and people would like it, and then we play that, and they're like, oh, this is kind of cool. And so like I I love that. Like I just love seeing Premier do that. It shows when he plays the original and it shows like how he made it on the spot and then would drop into like the live joint. You're just like, oh, like it's so cool. Like I remember it's like. And when uh, Preem and P Rock did the battle at the Middle East, like like a couple years back, um, they yeah. ended up uh, like I remember the end of the night, and um, uh, uh, Pete was played the uh, the Troy original sample, and then all of a sudden like it builds up because the original is so dope, it's very musical, and then like it starts building up, and then all of a sudden you're and everyone's like oh my god, that's like lost their shit. It was just like wow, and you get so it's like before your eyes, you see it like you know, coming to life. And right. Like I don't know, I love that as a fan of music. I always love to see like how people are creative. You know what I mean? And like and like dissect stuff. I'm, I'm mad analytical. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm very, uh, break. I break everything down. So it's like that's I love that. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I I actually I had one of those like weird epiphanies when I when I was younger. It was a long time ago. I remember thinking like the ability that uh, music has to get people to react in the same way together and like in mass crowds. Like, I think that's the closest thing that we have on this earth to magic, like is it's getting incredible. people to vibe like that same at the same, like everyone's kind of feeling happy. Like when that happy song's on, like it's one oh, yeah. of those. It's, like I love festivals, like for that exact reason, you know, like the mass amount of crowds, like all literally on the exact same vibe and energy of just like you know like pure bliss you feel it you know you see you can really feel it in the air and in the rooms and stuff that like people walk out with these big smiles on their faces and just like they're so affected in such a great way by that and it's like you know life can be very dark at times so it's like those moments again are just so special and it, it really it's like incredible it's there's nothing like it there's really not a lot like it yeah and um i mean that comes with like other art forms so like we've we actually had a magician on uh, our past 
episode and um uh just even like we've talked about how like the parallels between like music and and like the the path of comedians like you you're going for like uh you want to see people's reactions like to your material and it definitely matters like that it makes people happy and you want people to kind of leave feeling better you're trying to invoke like emotion pretty much yeah that's everything with music, in my opinion. Like if I, that, whenever I'm like looking for samples or anything like that, if I don't feel it, I can't mess with it. You know right. I mean? It's got to talk to you. You know what I mean? It's got to provoke an emotion of some sort, like you said. Like that is everything, 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 everything. Because yeah. even a sad song makes you feel good. Even a like angry song makes you feel good. You know, like doesn't it matter to the something. mood. Exactly. Yeah. At the very least, you, you're walking away thinking, and that's kind of <laughs> what like w- what it really is all about. Hell yeah. Uh, so if there have, have you worked with like any other softwares or are you, um, just like, have you been strictly machine for now? Cause personally I'm a Reaper guy. This is, uh, Reaper's like, I know kind of more of a bare bones kind of thing, but, uh, I've heard, dope though. I've heard good things about it. Yeah, it's definitely capable. Uh, but it's one of those things where like you have to fiddle to get the things you want. Um, mm-hmm. so I've seen like some tutorials where like you have to have Reaper has a lot of built in things that are already there. Uh, but like to get one function for like equalizing uh, that like one particular uh, plugin might have, you have to have like three of the Reaper plugins running, and like you have to have a certain like setting. So like there is like a way to get equivalence out of it, but yeah. you you have to like um, you have to do some work. So it's kind of like sometimes it, it like uh, those mainstream softwares, it it's worth the the dollars that they uh, they give because they kind of lay out a lot of that for you. Mm-hmm. So, because uh, I personally, I've avoided Pro Tools. I won't do it. I, <laughs> I don't want to spend twelve hundred bucks. I never got into Pro Tools. Like, like even though it's it's definitely the industry standard for sure. You know what I mean? And I have friends even that just make beats in Pro Tools and stuff now. So it's like, um, but but I always liked Logic. It was like, um, it was just uh, it was the first thing I ever used. Again, I didn't have the capabilities to get Pro Tools at the time myself either. But logic uh, who does it's expensive it's yeah. and they have like the monthly fees now for it it's like come on and it's just like it's like it's so stupid and like logic is literally 200 bucks one time fee they even have it free right now for 90 days during the quarantine so if anyone doesn't have it they should take they should definitely get it right now sound toys is also giving out like like a free uh what's it called um effects rack that has all their plugins on it pretty much like for 60 days and stuff so there's so many cool things out right now and then like like yeah, I mean, I, I definitely stick more to, like, what I know. I'm kind of a creature of habit in that way. But at the same time, like, I really wanted to try Ableton eventually because I've, I've seen it's, like, the just the intricacies that you can do with it seem very, very interesting to me. So Yeah, so Ableton is what I, like, like again, I, I got Machine, like, back when I was in college. Um, you know, I got it thinking, like, this is it gonna start making beats it's gonna be great it was cool to start making loops but then like that was it it was loops like the editing aspect of it like getting in and doing the mixing and stuff was like very i agree you know i agree completely that's why i do all my mixing and logic because i feel like i can't i can't do the things i want to do in machine as far as the overall mix right and the arrangement even you know and like i feel like i wasted not that i wasted because you know i put my like my knowledge in a different way but like you know i i when i got ableton it took me a minute to like you know relearn the intricacies of that it was very similar of a daw but like had its own workings and things like that and you know and just like learning their specific tools that they have 
you know, after, now that I have it and I have a hang of it, it's like, I can just, it's way easier to lay everything out and like, just to do all the different, um, you know, like fades. It's a lot easier to do automations in there. Just, you know, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, I like it. And also not to mention, I love their, um, I forget what, not the layout tab, but the other tab, it's, um, just for like experimenting. The, the, the thing on the bottom that they have, a, like, like, I know that they have like, their chain of stuff. Of, of well, yeah, you can see all the mixing, uh, every, every level of, the, uh, every different, uh, channel and whatnot. That's cool. It, it, it's pretty, it makes it easier to just, uh, get in there and do to, just to flush out the final, like mix and stuff. That's important though. Like that's super important. But yeah, also at the same time, sorry what was that no no like anything that helps you like be able to get your idea across you know right you know yeah exactly i mean like i feel like a lot of it is uh exactly that where it's it's jumping off points and then flushing it out later on you know like it's 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 bringing out a lot of these like quick little ideas and then throwing them into ableton to actually make them sound like oh this is professional this is actually like the full song and stuff yeah Especially with like in intros and things and um, transitions and stuff like exactly. that. Yeah, I, I, I just I feel like machine just doesn't have that capability. But again, it's, it's great. It's, it's tougher to get there. I feel like like yeah. I can't like I don't know how to side chain in machine. Like I don't know how to like it exists, but it's just it's not it's not smooth. Yeah, it's like I I, I this like yeah exactly like the formatting is not ideal all the time. You know right. And, but granted, I also love like, uh, you know, Native Instruments complete library, you know, like yeah. I still jump around on that a lot. I use Massive a lot as my, as my uh, synthesizers. Yep. And, and I like I the use... workflow a lot of machine too. Like the workflow to me is what I really enjoy. I feel like I can fly. Oh yeah. Bit. You know what I mean? Chopping on here is like so fast, you know oh, what yeah. I mean? On the MPs take me so much longer to do, to do the chopping. And this is just like, phew. Like, oh, it's it's smooth and it, like the user friendliness is, is is so like smooth when it comes to like the physical actual you know dr writing things in and whatnot. Like I love drumming on the micro; it's so much fun with the sixteen pads and just oh, it's the greatest throwing down some like just like quick little beats and stuff. Especially like if my friends who have like live instruments come in, I love just like you know doing something live with them and matching whatever rhythm they're going with. You know exactly. And that's where the real like creative stuff happens and stuff that you're not necessarily thinking about, but you're just feeling it. And so crazy stuff happens that way. So we talked about this a little bit before we started recording, but um, the new song by Rosewood Babe, Not My Fault. Yes, sir. You talked about how you kind of took, you kind of went in a different direction with that one. It was, it was different than yeah. what you're used to creating and it was different for him as well super different for both of us for sure um he's definitely known for uh like a, a trappier like street r&b sound and then like obviously i've um I, I think i'm a little more known for some of my boom bap sounds and stuff like that and so yeah. like for, and then this is this is pop you know what i mean for, right, both, right. for both of us so it's like it's it was really cool though because like we took a lot of like 80s influence and mixed it with some of like the new age stuff with like the weekend and and then, you know, Thomas with the live instrumentation just really just set the tone as well. And like, it, it was just really fun record like to work on. And I, we, we cut we cut two versions of it um, vocally. Um, and I love the way Rosewood works. Like he, he just is super inspired by stuff. He'll just go in and lay like a scratch vocal. And then like from there, like we'll lay out the whole song, like literally with him just kind of just mouthing um, rhythms and, and melodies. Yeah. And then we'll go back and piece it together like section by section. 
and it's 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 awesome. His process is really dope, and um, he's the first person that I've ever worked with in that in that way, and it's really like opened my uh, my mind like to different um, just cool cool ideas, you know. So it was just a really fun record to work on, and I just love the vibe of it, and just feel yeah. Good. No, it came out dope. It came out dope. Thank you, thank you. Uh, when did you link up with him? Uh, we met about a little over a year ago. Probably started working okay. on stuff. I don't even remember how it happened. So to be honest, to be honest, yeah. but, um, but we ended up just starting getting together and, and um, just started building stuff from scratch. And like, again, a lot of the stuff I feel like comes down to like, the, again, the chemistry and the relationship and the trust. And like, I love being able to get in a room with people. Cause I feel like that's when all of our strengths come out a lot more like an email and text and stuff. And sometimes it's like, it works, but like, I feel like when you're there with someone, like you can really like get a vibe going. You know Absolutely. What I mean? And so like, um, we would get up and like, what I like doing with a lot of people is like, you know, like, do you have like any, uh, like, what are you feeling? Like, you know what I mean? Like, what are you like, what, what's the vibe? You know what I mean? Like, what are you trying to go for right now? And we'll either go through like some music that, that we're like, like, you know, that we're like, uh, that, that, that's like reference track ish type stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. We'll do a bunch of different songs that are in that, that's similar vibe. And yeah. then like, and then, and then from there, try and recreate our own version of that. You know what I mean? That that's unique to us, you know, yeah. it has similar undertones. And so, like, I remember one of the first joints we made, like that, like he had this like Ty Dolla Sign song that was like really dope, and um, I kind of like right away I was like, oh, I already had something like in mind, and I had this drum pattern from an old beat that um, never got used, so I ended up stick starting with that, and then I ended up like taking a sample and, and flipping it to fit the the vibe what he's going for, and then from there I feel like that's really where we started clicking because there was this trust and like a confidence there that anything that we thought of we can come up with you know what i mean right and then like and that meant a lot to me because you know now he, he he trusted my um you know my abilities to be able to get us there with as far as the sonics of it you know what i mean and then like and then and like me trusting his abilities to be able to perform the song like the to, to create the vision you know what i mean so it's just like our, i feel like that right there is really what made us really lock in and then from that point on it has just been awesome so it was really dope Lord. That is uh, you also uh you had a hand in the woke album what's happened yes. oblivious you were you were the producer on that album yes what was that experience like that was dope and like obviously those are like two very 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 great friends of mine that i yeah. think so highly of as people and as and as artists and so like that was that was really cool that the, you know it was like four or five years in the making you know that project. yeah yeah, yeah. And, and and it was dope because like you know at the time when we first started there wasn't like a big pressing you know um matters to put it out you know what i mean but then over the last year or so we've really started to kind of you know focus in on on getting a body of work together you know so yeah that was really cool i think like you know it was really dope to be able to see them to uh, take that music and get the reception they've gotten all around the world with it and stuff and it's just awesome to see that the people you know music's universal language you know what i mean like you right know, it Hell really yeah. is. it's like so that's the coolest thing to me is like you know seeing like the way people react to these songs like halfway around the world and they're just like wow it's like it's nuts you know yeah it's dope to see what they're doing you know with the touring and everything really spreading their music it's it's been awesome it's did, so you, did you go over there with them at all I, um, I, I haven't yet I, I i hope to eventually you know what i mean but but i haven't i haven't yet but um uh, I, I was, there was an opportunity potentially to do so on their last run, but then it kind of, everything with the quarantine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got cut short, yep. yeah. So it kind of was a blessing in disguise in some ways, you know, but um, but at the same time, like, uh, 
it would be awesome too to, to go over there and, ex and experience that with them because the release show we did in the uh, at the middle east was really dope and it was such a good night again like it, like, like you said at festival shows you really feel that love in the room and, and, it, was really, oh, yeah. and, and it was just a cool a really cool like a really cool night you know so like that i, I love those guys i always I i'm again super grateful to have them as friends yeah i first met you uh, at the video shoot uh right. last last september yeah yeah at the, that was at the um uh uh, the, uh wake up right wake right. up yeah 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 yep. with everyone with the shirts and stuff yeah yep yeah and that was dope and like that, that was a good time yeah that was a really good time too because yeah they shot a video but then we also had a barbecue and exactly i met like a ton of dope people that night like it was yeah. it was a fun time i think that's what i think uh a, a huge testament to them as well because like they're really great like again they're great people so you know to be able to bring so many different people together from different parts of the world and right and stuff like that and um it just it's a testament to their character you know right for sure definitely so who are some other uh who are some other local artists that you're that you like right now that you'd like to work with that you are working with who's you know who's on your radar right now yeah dude there's so much talent there's so there. much too like, much to name i know there's so many but like I, I will speak on a couple of the projects i'm working on right now with some okay. really great guys um uh, well, one of the guys from New Hampshire, this guy Sig, is phonomenal singer. Sig, Sig Shalom, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. No, I know who he is. Yep, such a good dude too. And like, we've really um, built the dope chemistry over the last couple of years. We have a bunch of music too that's not released that we're probably gonna Word. talk about at some point. Um, but awesome. I love the, the the vibe of the music we've got because it's very, it's like R and B but soulful, really soulful. Yeah, he's dope. I, I love soul. Like that's like everything. So yeah. like, um, like I love that shit. And then um. Another dude out of Brockton, um, Garrett Merck. I don't know if Garrett Merck, name, yes. But um, we were actually we were hoping to get him on the podcast soon. We were talking to him recently. Oh, you definitely should. He's yeah. a, another incredible human being. He just put out a great project. It's ten amazing. minutes late. It's absolutely amazing, and yeah. like, and and to me, he's filling a void that's needed right now with music. And he's really got his own style, like super unique. His yeah. pocket is so dope. Like his yep. cadence, of the way he raps and sings and stuff is so dope. The vocal effects he uses. Yeah, um, and just just his natural just like vibe of like his the way his writing is and stuff too. I think it's so fire. Like, it's, it's supernatural, so, like you it's said. So, it's like it's very relatable. It's very reminiscent. It's like everyone yeah. has the stuff he talks about. Everybody has that their own version of that. You know what right. I mean? Which I think right. is so dope. And like and um, like he raps about like cereal and like different snacks yeah. and like drinking water out of Brita filter and just like normal everyday mm -hmm. shit. But it's like I love that everybody though. got everybody's like oh I, I've been there I've done exactly <laughs> right I mean? like, like like you know what I mean which I love about him so yeah like, he's uh, he's to me super unbelievably talented artist yeah um, and so we've been working on a project um that is phenomenal it's some of my favorite songs I've been a part of um, Word. it's just the content and the music is just amazing um, man I can't wait for that it's so good and like I'm really really proud of that and like and the, we we, we I shot the Loman for for in making the introduction. We uh, we went to this event, and um, Loman was chilling with Garrett, and then we ended up meeting there, and like it was just awesome. We ended up linking up six months later, like actually in person, and like yeah, and then it's always been fire ever since. And so he he's he's amazing. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Why Try, um, but uh, he's yeah, I've heard about him. He's also so you like again. What I, I'm really big into people that have their own thing. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Like right. I've never really like tried to follow like trends and stuff like that. Like that's never really been my thing. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? 
but like I love uniqueness with music and like and like and stuff like that. And I think oh that's also like the stuff I always listen to, the stuff that I enjoy. I always kind of go off of that. I'm a fan first of this shit. So like right. I, I, I I let my fandom help dictate my my business in some ways. <laughs> you know what Absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. I think you have to, yeah. Because that's pure. To me it's right. pure. You know what I mean? And like, you're not like, forcing anything. You're doing what oh, feels right. Exactly. And I love like someone when someone makes me like my ears perk up or like does something that I think is different from what other people are doing. To me, that intrigues me and that gets me excited. You know what I mean? And that's the thing, like like I like challenges too. Like working with these guys is are so different sonically. Everyone's so, so different. But yeah. I, I love music. Like I'm just a lover of music. So it's just so fun to tap into different genres and styles. You know what I mean? And like I love it. Like why try to me is a super unique artist. Um, he's got his own style. He's a mixture of like so many different people and influences that, but he, it's, it's all unique to him at the end yeah. of the day. And like, he's so dope. His energy is amazing. Um, uh, I love his style and, and records, but he's also just like a pleasure to be around. Like when he walks yeah. in the room, just the room is better for, with having him in it. You know what I mean? Right. He's one of those people and like, and like, um, cannot speak more highly of him. He's, he's phenomenal. And like his stuff's dope. Cause like, it's very fun and playful and steezy, but then on the project we have, we also taps into some more personal stuff that he's never really done before. And so yeah. that's something I feel like is one of my strengths too, is like getting people to um, open up about real relatable shit. You know what I mean? Right. Which again, makes and that's dope when you can get an artist like him who is, like you said, playful most of the time. Yeah. When you can get them to show that side of themselves, like that's, that's pretty cool. That's why I love projects because I feel yeah. like in singles you can't always do that. Everyone's right. so no, the single's got to be a single, and you can't necessarily release a very personal, deep single. It's like, right. but I love projects because you can show all those different sides of people. You know what I Absolutely. mean? Absolutely. And really tell tell a story um, behind it too, which is dope. So Why Try is really dope. Um, been working with a, uh, this other guy Ocho um, from Medford. Um, I Ocho. Like, yeah, I, I met him through Alex Paday, who's also someone I've been working closely with. He's another yeah. amazing artist and engineer and producer um am i uh, thinking of the right ocho does he play like in, a, in an arena football league or something yep, like that yep, yep. Yeah, all right yep. and he's all right. super dope and like he so i first heard him at, um on one of alex's songs and immediately his voice stuck out to me immediately yep. i was like yo this dude's voice is crazy and like just as like this his he has a song called west side with like some guy named lavish lou i think yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah, that song yeah. that song's fire yeah, i bumped lavish, that a lot lavish is dope that's one of his artists as well yep. and like um uh, I don't know. I just loved his energy and his, his cadence. I mean, his like tone on the record. It was just really dope to me. So him and I have a project that we've been working on um, that's pretty much done. We actually have a single that got mixed by um, Ari Morris, who's um, uh, Key Glock and, uh, and Young Dolph's engineer and Royce's engineer. Damn. So he's, he's an incredible engineer and he really took the song to, um, to, to where it was supposed to be. So I'm, I'm and really grateful for that. And so dope. Uh, so that's that's gonna be dope. We have we're working trying to put that out soon. Um, I, I don't know. I just like and everyone's so again. Everyone's so different. It's like I've been doing some stuff with June Life, um, who's really dope. Uh, and he's sick because he can rap and he sings as well. Yeah. And there and he's got like this really cool singing vibe that's like mad different. So like again, I love that. So like we've yeah. been doing some cool records. Um, yeah, man. So it yeah. seems like you're you're working with like a variety of different types of artists, not really staying in Absolutely. the same lane. Yeah. No, hundred percent. I think that's that makes makes it fun, makes it interesting. You know yeah, I mean? and and it helps you keep growing, obviously. Hundred percent. I'm 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 learning so much through all of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's it's that's it's the best. I never thought I enjoyed learning something 
ever in my life as much as I right. enjoy learning music. You know what I mean? Right. More That's more. when you know that you really love something, when you actually enjoy the process of, of learning and getting better and failing and falling on your face and learning from that. When you enjoy all that stuff, that's when you know, I think that you really got something that you love. hundred percent. Like I'm definitely yeah. like, you know, when I was younger, I'm like, Oh, I'm going to be married with a house at like 25. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, that was way <laughs> off the window. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, yeah. but, uh, but I'm very happy to be able to do what I love to do. And like, and, and, and be doing it with a lot of amazing, amazing people that I'm lucky to call friends. So. That shit's like dope, you know. That's yeah. That's all you can ask for, right there. Yeah. You you also you seem to. Um, I know you. Um, I know you say you like working with uniqueness, like that sticks out to you. But you also seem to pull out that out of the artist too, like. And I don't. Uh, not to say that. Uh, I don't know. I'm not putting it all on you, but I'm feeling like you had a good hand in like like Lateb. Like back in the day, he was more like a rapper, like rapper, and now he's like singing on records. Uh, like Gray Sunshine record is fire. It's amazing, and amazing. I'm so and like like it's it's so dope to see this everybody's growth. Like Clancy, yeah, and yeah, 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 that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like Clancy because, like, sing. It's it's amazing, and to see their confidence grow with every song that they do too, because yeah. that's half of it. Like I told Clancy too, like right after he did the um the Color Blue project, I was like, oh, this is an amazing project. But I'm super excited to hear like what you do next because now the first that's his first time ever singing on a whole album. Right. You know what I mean? Now that he now that he knows he can do that, it's like the possibilities are endless. The confidence is through the roof. Now. Right. Now he's trying yeah. crazy falsetto notes and hitting all this. Oh wild. yeah. And Changes is amazing. It's amazing. In, it's absolutely incredible. And like yeah. dude, I, I was literally crying tears of joy at his at his like release events because it's just yeah. like I've seen again firsthand what he's gone through. And it's it's beautiful, like absolutely beautiful to see him blossom into the person he is today. Not just an artist, but a person. And it's like, yeah, that to me, again, it's like the journey shit, like seeing everybody grow in front of our eyes. Like, dude, like the scene has just changed drastically. You know what I mean? Yep. Over the oh, yeah. And, and it's just like and it's, it's funny. I feel like it was like two or three years ago. I feel like there was a crazy shift. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Now, like, I feel like um, it's like all of a sudden everyone grew up a little bit. You yeah. know what I mean? It's 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 nuts, man. And like and, and even the people that like back in the day maybe had a, a you know a not so um, friendly reputation. You see you see that changing. You know what I mean? Right. Like yeah. So it's just it's just really dope to see just like everything growing and like and like like you said the music side of seeing the way people have, have changed their their approach and stuff it's like it's so dope man like, well, the growth is reflected in the music you, yeah you can hear it you know it's it's incredible i love that and I, and, and like you say you see it's like like trying to pull it out of people is, is tough sometimes because we're all creatures of habit to some extent you know what i mean we're yeah. just like where we we're get comfortable in, in the stuff that we know we do well and so to actually step outside of that is scary and vulnerable. And you know what I mean? And not only that, but uh, for people who maybe uh, already have people that are expecting X, Y, and Z from them to then right. do QRST, it's like, they're like, what the, what is this? You know what I mean? It, but, exactly. And you're good at, and you're good at doing it. Like it's a, it's a testament to you, you know, um, thank you, man. you know, it's, um, you know, it's that trust that you were talking about, you know, it's, it's very clear that, artists trust you because like they know that's important that's so important you know it's like it's you know like there's places you can go and record and it's like you know boom you're recording all right good you're done 
but like you it's more of a job take, yeah some people yeah, look at it you, as more of a job than like an actual real life experience you know totally and like yeah. but you so and you 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 take it as like when they say like you know you do something you love you don't work a day in your life that's exactly what it is you ain't working you know you're you're living exactly and that that's that's it and and don't get me wrong like like again through the process of like starting to do this like more full time now i went through times where i was doing sessions that i did not want to be doing you know what i mean and like that i had to be doing you know because i had to kind of keep you know keep the keep the roof over you know and, and like keep the studio going and shit so, have you ever had to bite your tongue and not just be like bro or lady you so trash it's, well, you know what though it's it's I Does it happen? That, I mean, you can be nice. I'm sorry. No, no, I'm just no, no, like, no, 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 no. It's like, it's like, there's a way to always do something that doesn't come off offensive. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, to me, it's always about trying to be constructive in my feedback to make, empower somebody, but not trying to make them feel like, what the fuck am I doing here? And like, right. I'm most time. but I also want them to know too, that I want them to make the most of their time either. Uh, I mean, as well. So like mm. if someone comes in not prepared or whatever and stuff like that, I might call them out on it. You know what I mean? But in a constructive way, as far as like, right. you know, like how can we make the most of this time for both of us? And so like you can walk out of here feeling that much more accomplished and, and right. feel proud of something that you did. You know what I mean? Because yeah. that, that's what we all want at the end of the day. Nobody wants to feel like they're ever wasting time or money or anything like that. You know what I mean? It's like you want to make sure that you, you're making the most of every situation you have, you know? Yeah. Sure. And, um, so I've heard this phrase more in terms of crime, but it like break the habit, not the spirit. So if you see someone like using bad practices in the studio, like you don't want to just shame them to the point where they never want to be in the studio again. Like you exactly. definitely need to like, let them know, like, this is how it works. Like you need to do it this way. And sometimes um, too, it's like, it's not even about saying something all the time. Sometimes it's about showing it. So like sometimes for instance, like, if I'm with an artist and like the, the first few, like, and we're doing like a, you know, a longer, like let's say a three, five hour session in the first couple of hours, there might be super on point. And then by the end of it, they might be a little bit too something, you know what I mean? At that, at that time, you know? And so like, sometimes their performance might suffer from that. So instead of being like, bro, you know, I'll, 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 I'll sometimes like play stuff and be like, Hey, how does this sound to you? And then I'd be like, how does this sound to you? You know what I mean? And then and like, and you can usually hear like, Oh, this, that sucks. You know, you know what I mean? Or like, yeah. or, like, or like, that's really good. Well, I need to be more like that. Or like, you know mm. what I mean? It's like, sometimes it's just about being able to just hear something back to know like, okay, I need, I don't even have to say that sucks. I just need to show them like this, this could be done better and you've done better. You know what I mean? And so yeah. it's like, sometimes it's just stuff like that. You know, again, it's just trying to be constructive, you know, cause we've all made mistakes. We all have nights we're not on, you know what I'm saying? Right. You know, like, even the greatest athletes ever that have nights when they're cold. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, sure, yeah, for sure. You gotta, you gotta go with, you know, work with, work with both sides, you know? For sure. Yeah. You definitely gotta be able to take the good with the bad as they say. Right. But, but, but even like we're talking it's about not like, even the bad though. You know, yeah. it's just the, it's the experiences. Yeah. And then like, you know? and, and, this, and again, back in the day, I did a lot of sessions that like, you know, with people that weren't, serious you know what i mean and i were like just want to get in the studio to record and like um i'd always try and do the best i could with the circumstances but i know i'm not perfect either i know those probably times i was like yo this is yep 
just do another one. I'm just gonna keep rolling up at this point. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, yeah. like, like, you know what I mean? And like, and but then I'm starting to look at myself like I don't. This is not why I want to do this. Shit. Right. You know what I mean? And so I, over the last few years, I really stopped doing those sessions, and I made sure that anybody that walks in this door, I'm gonna give you everything I got. You know what I mean? Yep. I want to make sure that you can, well, again, walk out feeling like like someone cares and like about your shit as much as you do. You know what I mean? Mm. Because again, I think that's a lost art to it as well. You know. Yeah, and I mean, sometimes I mean it's like a trash artist can can do great things because of a great producer. And I mean, like look at Blueface, look <laughs> at Tyga. I mean, yeah. like you got like sorry, Tyga, you're all right, guys. I don't know, <laughs> but Blueface, you're still you suck. Not a Blueface, yeah. man. Definitely not. A blue <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's just he's yeah. No fun. I mean, yeah. I mean, a lot of new like it's funny because like I've heard people even joke they're like they go back to like an artist's old um uh so just like yeah full disclosure i've listened to like this the, a different like rap groups podcast um and they they like had a friend on who was like they, they were playing their old songs and he's like in high school i loved these songs and he's like but you know what i realized i just like the beats but they had been like they were ripped off beats from like popular songs so yeah. i mean you can easily be tricked into liking a song with lyrics that have no depth and like it's because a great producer made that beat and like it goes and this is something like we've said a million times on this podcast like shouts out producers because it really does like make it the song can be like uh the song is made by producers i mean artists obviously the um it's teamwork for sure it is teamwork yeah for sure teamwork man like like it's 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 hard for both parties like i've even like you know i've i've dabbled with like trying to come up with you know stuff and i am not a lyric guy you know what i'm saying like i cannot come up with lyrics you know what i mean right I there's start. there's lanes for sure yeah so it's like it's like it's like it's 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 tough man that's why it's like the relationship of the artist and the producer is so important because i feel like um you can't have one without the other you know what i mean it's it's, it's uh, yeah. and, and the team and the teamwork of that really uh is special you know what i mean when everyone's and when everyone's on the same page you know what i mean <coughs> no for sure you were on uh you were on sway a couple of yes. years ago yes how was that you uh, did the uh you did the beats for the friday fire cypher yes that was incredible man like that's again one of those moments where you're like pinching yourself like, bro, like yeah that's really, a dream come true yeah. yeah like like i can't believe this kind of like you know what i mean yeah it was amazing it was absolutely amazing yeah, and was, so, I'm sorry. What are you gonna say? My bad. Oh no, no, no. Keep going. Keep going. Something. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, 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 no. So I. Oh, I. No, go, 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 go. I did it again. Why don't you just talk? God damn it. Go, go. <laughs> All right. So on your laptop, I noticed you had. Um, uh, it was prominent in the video on Sway. Uh, you had Mike Styles. Of course. So, uh, it's funny. So just a quick sh- short story. One time I was in backyard Betty's and I see Mike Styles, and I asked him about, um, what it, co- when, when it comes down to like licensing, like I know when you're in a, when you're in a venue, like you can't play songs that the venue doesn't have the license to. So I was like, um, cause I'm just like, like I'm asking you questions. I'm sort of like aspiring to try to like put things on. So yeah. I'm asking him, like, I just see this guy uh, putting on the, the night and, like, everyone's grooving. It was, like, a hop in Saturday or Friday or something like that. And uh, I'm just like, hey, how does it, like, if I request a song, 
how do you like, how do you, how are you allowed to play it? And like, do you have to own it or something like that? And he explained to me like the, uh, the licensing. So I started following him and then I realized Mike Styles is a whole thing. He's a big deal. And, uh, and he was on your laptop and you were on Sway. So I'm just like, oh my God, funny. <laughs> Small world. Yo, yeah. Mike's, Mike's, Mike's a Boston legend, yo. Like Mike's, Mike's been around for a while. He's got amazing records from back in the day. And he was actually a Glasshouse dude. Like he's been, he was part of Glasshouse at one point and stuff too. And oh, like, shout out Mike Styles. Yeah, I didn't yo, even, yeah. Big shout out. We'll call him Uncle Styles. You know what I mean? Uncle Styles. <laughs> he's, he's, uh, he's, he's, he's one, of, one of Ben's and Colin's uncles. You know what I mean? One of our favorite uncles. You know, yep. so that's my that's my dude, man. Like, like, and like, I, yeah, with the laptop stuff. Like, dude, like, I'm always about supporting supporting our friends. You know what I mean? And like, back in the day, like, my that thing was covered with you know Major Look Boston and 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 like all the other dope dope people that have always been you know dope friends and support and supportive from day one. So that shit's always been important to me. But the sway thing was crazy. Like, I remember, um, again, stuff is like just like super like serendipitous shit that like i can't even make up like yeah. so we went there and um i ended up getting eddie, eddie and melks ended up meeting me there which was amazing to have those guys there with me like having like again the team there I, i'm always trying to go with team like it's not just always about me or, yep. or it's always about us you know what i mean and what because like, again i don't feel like i could ever do anything without other people as well like i feel like right. it's always a, a very um team effort you know what i mean full, full, full forward you know full force but anyway yeah, yeah, so yeah. so we uh, we did the show, um, and the woman who got me on the show uh, was uh, who was accepted accepted it basically was this woman Kelly who um, who uh, who was part of uh, Sway's team, um, and so we ended up going to um, after the show like meeting and stuff was so much fun and I ended up linking up with one of my producer homies uh, Cartier out of his studio in the Bronx. Now next to his it was he had a place um, in this spot called the Mess Hall which now. Um, doesn't exist unfortunately but it was an incredible incredible establishment and it was basically this giant building in the bronx and every room was like different studios type of thing and so like they, oh, had, like, they, they also had like a music venue in there and like a radio station and it was just this really cool spot and like like graffiti everywhere it was a super dope vibe that's fine like, really creative and so we went there um and then he's like oh let's go see my my boy rod next door so we ended up linking up with rod and going over to his place next door in the same building and we're working like all day. So I got out of Sway probably like noonish. I'm probably there till like midnight at um at in Rod's studio. We're all just working on beats all day and, and chilling and just having a ball and just, just having a really good time. I'm leaving, I'm leaving Rod's studio and Kelly is sitting on the couch at the studio at the, at, the, at the at the studio as I'm walking out. She's like, "Wow, you've had a long day here, huh?" Because she knows like, we, we came from Boston. I was like, "Holy shit! Like, what are the odds?" That of all fucking places, you are here on this couch right now at the same right. studio I'm in after 12 hours later after leaving Sway when like you're the reason, like, you know what I mean? When you're the reason I'm, I was on there, you know what yeah. I mean? And it was just like, and she manages Rock. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? Like, like, it's just like, but to me, like that, that's, that's like, so I have so many weird coincidental shits like that through, through my like, you know, career, whatever you want to call it. It's like, yeah. it's. It's amazing. That's where I feel like this shit's just, it's supposed to be, you know what I, I mean? I feel like you kind of learn after a while that the music industry, like, is, it's pretty small. Like, Super it's... Super small. You know, you, everyone knows, everyone's got a mutual friend somehow, you know? Like, everyone knows each other. Everyone's connected in some way or another. Definitely. And that goes back to treating everybody the same, like the janitor right. or the CEO. It's like, I've, yep. I've never been into that, like, degrading people or belittling right. people because of a position or because of lack of... X, Y, and Z. I think you got to treat people as people and how you'd want to be treated at the end of the day. And I feel like 
you know, you know that that's a, that's that means so much, you know. Yeah. For sure, for sure. So, um, sorry, just for anyone listening, I don't even know why I didn't say this before. What are the names of your beat packs on Splice? Like for those who want to oh, download. Yeah. So, so basically, um, if you go to the Nasty Tracks page on Splice, that's Kato's, um, that's Kato's company. It's his page. Um, we we have uh, packs up there uh, through through there. Um, we have a bunch of them. Obviously, Melks has a few called Dream Since. He also has Kings and Gods. Um, I have a pack, couple packs with Thomas, um, uh, with Tiba. Um, one's called the Cheat Code, and one's called Wave Fragments. Wave Fragments is like one of my favorite packs I've ever done. I put a lot of um, time into that one, creating like the textures and the sound profiles of everything. And then also, me and my homie C Sharp have a wicked dope um, pack up there called Sharp Glass. That's like a, um, it's more musical. Um, it, it's got like some more like it's kind of like a more like a plug and play shit. Like we want to kind of give you stuff that literally you just throw it in and like you can even leave it at the loop and just add your drums and make a smash. With it. You know what I mean? So that was right. kind of the idea for that one. And then uh, Tiba's got a bunch of packs up there for, with the guitars, like Sunset Fractals and a few others. Um, my homie KR, um, I'm sorry, Andre X, um, he's got a bunch of packs up there um, as well through the page. Um, yeah, it's, 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 been, it's been going pretty good. And so you can check them out there. We also have all the packs as well available on our website at nomasfree.com. And so you can, uh, you know, and, and we actually, I put together a sampler um, that we have for free right now into my, um, my Instagram bio. I'll also um, share it again tonight so everyone can, can, can see it and get access to it. Um, but basically it's like a 312 um, melody sampler. It's a little bit from each pack um, that we've released. And then you can, uh, you just put in your email, you get a free download and it goes right on your computer. So. Cool. Boom, okay. boom. No mas, no mas free. That's the website. No, no mas free. Com. Yes. You so, still, you guys still got those shirts? We got no mas, no mas free verses, no mas free beats. We got a bunch of squad gear. We still got some of the nine rounds gear that we promoted doing the beat tape. We ended up releasing a beat tape last year called Nine Rounds. That was nine tracks, and we actually put it out on a bullet flash drive. Um, let me see if I can find it. Yeah. Right. It's pretty sick and like um. It looks like this. I don't know if you can see. Oh, it, that's dope. That's fire, it, it, yeah. The flash drive with the, it's literally with like a uh, it's shaped like a bullet. Um, it also comes with like a necklace you can wear it like like a, uh, like a like a dog tag chain, and then um, it's loaded up with the um, all the beats as MP3s. We have uh, the project sessions, so you can actually go into the sessions with all the stems, um, and like use those and like rearrange stuff, remix stuff. You can use the stems and do new flips of the beats if you want. Um, and we also include a, a bunch of our back catalog on there too. So it's a nice little. A uh, little nice little piece of a uh, piece of memory memorabilia from the squad. Yeah. So. Hell yeah, that's dope. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a great idea. Thank you. That that's a whole like marketing thing yeah. in itself, dude. That's like that's crazy. That's yeah, dope. That's the thing too. We always try to take pride in like um, our representation and like our, like you know our presentation, I should say. You know what I yeah. mean? And like like how things are presented. Like we want everything to be really high quality and to be unique to us and, and to really um stick out you know what i mean you guys really the, you guys do a great job at that it's like that's you know like um uh, i mean even from you know from back in the day just seeing how you guys moved as opposed to like a lot of other people in the scene like you guys not to say like rose overnight but you guys just like were like consistently like good consistently everything you know um consistently making moves getting better than the last move stepping up boom boom you know and you're still doing that not to say not to make it sound like you 
complacent or anything, but like it was just like I don't know. You guys get separating from the pack, I guess. That's thank you. That's hey, what I come. Everything's got to have intention. You know what I mean? You got to have like intention behind every everything, because otherwise you're just kind of like pissing in the wind. You know what I'm saying? It's like. Ex- and, and, and we've all been there. We've all had times where we're like, yo, if I just do enough of this, it's going to work eventually. You know what I mean? But, but then it's not always like that. You kind of, we have to kind of figure out how to navigate through the waters too, you know, a little bit more. So it's, it's tough. It's all learning as we go, to be honest. You know what I mean? There wasn't like a set, like, all right, we got this figured out. Now let's go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. Exactly. No, exactly. It was just like, all right, this works. This didn't work. Let's keep doing the stuff that works. You know what I mean? And, uh, and then and then new things keep popping up that it's like trial and error all over again, you know. So, and yeah, um, exactly. so we talked about some of this off mic, but like as far as you mentioned, like navigating, um, trying to make things work, like you talked about, like the business side of things and and creating an LLC. How, um, like was that something that once it started, it was all like, because uh, I I mean it's there's a lot that goes into that. It's just kind of, it's a kind of a complicated process in in general. Um, but like when uh, when you go about doing that, um, is there like is the learning curve just uh, completely steep, or are, is a lot of that sort of like do you learn things about the music business and and how to incorporate bef- like uh, in time before that? You know what I mean? Like, or is it sort of like all brand new when you start incorporating? Honestly, a lot of it's brand new. You know what I mean? You might think you have some of it figured out before, but then you, once you're in, the, in it, it's like, nope, all this is definitely new, new, new to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's just from my personal experience. You know what I'm saying? And like, that might be different for somebody else too. Someone else might have a, a better grasp on it too. But like, um, I'd I, say most people though generally don't understand like how to, um, like the difference between being incorporated or just being independently a business owner so i mean totally. it's um yeah i mean sorry if uh to cut you off but just to if you could elaborate on like because i mean most people i'm sure listening aren't familiar with the process or or what that even what the difference is between just running a business and or being incorporated so like for me personally too like i had a dba prior to us having the llc so a DBA, oh i'm actually i was sorry you were about to say i don't know what that no, no, is no, no. yeah yeah so a dba is like a doing business as account so basically, like I, I have a, do a DBA as Glasshouse Productions. So I'm, I'm like myself as you know my government name or whatever. But then I also have Glasshouse Productions, which, um, which is like my, uh, that's my name as my business. You know what I mean? And so by having that, it's like I pay. I think by a DBA, um, you're not protected like an LLC, but but you are able to do similar um, business practices as you would as an LLC, you know what I mean? So, yeah. but you're just not protected under it. Like you are, you don't, you don't have that limited liability, you know? So with the DBA, um, it's like, a, it's a lot more affordable. I think it's like 40 bucks for three years um, total. And like, and then you just pay property tax and stuff like that. But then you, you know, you file all your taxes and things of that sort. And then I have to open up a bank account with, with that, within that name and stuff like that too. But basically as I was getting paid out, I wasn't getting paid out as, as myself I'm getting paid out through the company. You know what I mean? So, so like if I, um, when I had the DJ gigs, I would um, get paid through the glass house account, you know what I mean? And that would go in there as opposed to I'm paying me personally, you know what I'm saying? So that was, I'm still again, like in the infancy stages overall, you know what I mean? With the learning process of all of a lot of the stuff. So like, 
I definitely don't have it all completely down by any means when it comes to like paying yourself and learning how to like, you know, do those sort of things and hiring um, other extra employees. But, you know, I've been fortunate enough to be able to do like, you know, internships that are actually can work towards people's graduations and things like that now because of having the business, but also it like helps me too in the long run as well. So, but the, like the DBA was dope because that kind of like was my starting point. And I got kind of got me familiar, familiar with the process a little bit of how to keep track of my records and things like that. And then so it kind of set me up for the LLC a little bit more um, once we got that going. Yeah. And um, so had you had your deals with Splice like um, before the DBA? Like, did you set up the DBA because of things like that? Or no, no, I've had that. I've had the DBA since. Oh, because the DJ gigs, I guess you had mentioned. Sorry. Yeah, I was, like, well, like, well, when I had the studio, I basically got the DBA when I opened up the studio. Okay. Started studio because when I was doing everything out of my mom's crib before, that was like, I didn't really, I think I, I just got it then, but you know what I mean? But then when I had the studio, that's when like, it really like became a thing. You know, is that something you sought out uh, the DBA in the beginning on your own, or did you get advised to do I that? Advised. I got advised. Um, I had a, a really good friend out of Chicago that was like a, a, an early mentor for me, um, who also would help me out with a lot of stuff um, when it came to like structure and organizing. Because <laughs> we got the pub. There it is. <laughs> oh man, oh, man. We, we got far without yeah, that. She yeah. must have been sleeping that whole time. <laughs> So, no so worries like, no worries with Tough. like um like the glass house stuff or whatever like we had like 10 or 11 people so we wanted to try and figure out systems that would work for everybody so like we would have monthly dues and stuff like that that was someone recommended you know I'm, 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 it was my buddy todd todd don um he's originally from um, buffalo chicago area he now actually lives in mass which is really dope and he actually has a great uh company called platforms music and he also does um another company that helps artists go on tour and stuff too so Definitely check him out. He's a really, really great dude and great business mind and also a really dope producer too um, and songwriter. And so like he helps me, helped me a lot um, with some of that stuff. He was one of the first people that recommended. We set up an email list for Token back in the day. And so like I always, um, you know, Meg, like, like that was a huge, huge, huge thing for him. Um, and so like, that helped out so much early in his career. And so like, yeah, like, like I I've always... I, again, if I don't know something, I'm not going to try and pretend like I do. And I, I, I'd rather would get the input and expertise from people that are more uh, knowledgeable about some of those subjects. You know what I mean? And so yeah. like, I'm, I'm, I'd rather uh, do my due diligence as far as like looking into that type of stuff before jumping in with both feet. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And actually, we had mentioned this on uh, a podcast uh, that's yet to be released. Is um, And this was more in, in reference to like um, – video production but like it's it's always worth having um everyone has their niche so like it's worth having people like with different skill sets because oh, yeah. you can always describe what you want um but like personally i i like i can imagine a fantastic video like but i can't edit it myself so like i'd have to go describe it to someone who can do that um so like when it comes to i mean even business things like you definitely need to have someone in your pocket who understands like hey Oh, you got to write that off on taxes. Like, Oh, you have to do these things. Like this will save you money every year. And like, that's, uh, it's always worth, uh, cause uh, like you can kind of go crazy trying to become perfect in everything. Um, yeah. but that's like part of life is realizing you can't learn everything a hundred percent. So you kind of have to work with the people that have. So it's like, uh, and that's kind of where teamwork comes in. There's no such thing as a lone wolf. We've said that in the past too. Like, I mean, you can try, but it's, it's hard. It's really hard. And I mean, it's admirable when some people do like do all the work on them on their own. Uh, some artists can 
can do their best at that. But uh, like having uh, like that. So anyways, yeah, that business back pocket, I guess I'm, I'm leading into a question. I was curious before uh, you incorporate or, or do that DBA, um, would you say to any aspiring artists or musicians, um, like what do you think would be in place? Like, should there be a store? Um, should they have merchandise? Like a certain, I guess, like threshold of fans? They say like in general, like until you start like, like creating a product that you can see income from, that I feel like is just a starting, like a jumping off point. You know what I mean? Like if you're putting out everything for free, doing everything for free, I don't think it's, uh, you can still set that stuff up, but I don't think it's going to benefit you as much right away. You know what I mean? I think once you start actually like creating products that, that, um, that you see ROI on, I think that's when like you should start kind of getting all the other stuff in order. You know what I mean? Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Cause it, I mean, at the same time, I don't think it hurts by having something set up early. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't, I don't think there's ever a bad thing that ever came from being like set up early. You know what I mean? But, but still like trying to like, I guess. Have your ducks in a row first. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. That's a great way to put it. Definitely. Right. Cause I think I had mentioned, I think this was still off, off air at the time um, was a, a friend of mine had, we had started an LLC at one point where it was likely too early. And after a year had been up, like we were fined for not having a certain amount of money in the business account. So yep. it definitely uh, pays to have things in place. Like you said, like there should be some revenue, like maybe something that started out off the books, but you kind of like, you quickly documented it to realize like, Hey, this is a business. Um, and, uh, I don't, I actually am so curious how that works. Um, like if you had started doing something like that just was kind of out of pocket, like you had bought some t-shirts and sold them. You don't have the, uh, you said it was a DBA, right? Like let's yeah. say you had made profit on that tax season comes around. Technically you owe on that. So how does but, that but, work? But when like, you're, when you're an individual and you don't have the business set up yet, I feel like they're not necessarily pursuing you like that you know what I mean? oh yeah 100 but, but, but i don't yeah. I, again i can't speak like 100 percent to that but like but i just i feel like yeah if you're just like selling t-shirts under the like you know like like under the table or whatever and stuff like that i don't think it's any different than other extracurriculars that fly under the table sometimes you know what i'm that's saying that's true so, yeah, yeah okay now that makes sense and i'm sure there uh there's some sort of like a wiggle law in, in terms of that because many people like don't always know like i had said at the beginning of this conversation how really to even incorporate or what that means so it's um it is definitely a big step in business and i mean the fact that you've navigated that and you've been doing it for a while now is is huge and the music industry is is an ever-evolving um we actually had an interesting this is sorry weird throwback um, we had a musician, uh, a guy, he came and spoke to my middle school when we were young and he explained like, cause he had done work with Aerosmith and, and some big bands at time. And he explained like, Oh, uh, it's, uh, the music industry is always changing. It's never the same. Like people wonder like, Oh, you've worked with Aerosmith. Are you rich? Uh, I've had money before, but that doesn't mean I'm rich. Like, it's like one of those things, like it's not, um, a salary based thing. So like you definitely have to it's always grinding and, and you have to navigate that world and figure out like where your um, where your niche is and like, and that can, that can change. So it's something you kind of have to make sure like vibe out and have the right ear for. Definitely. Uh, and like, yeah. even like you said too, like, like stuff like um, uh, being composers or writers and stuff like that. That's like, like your publishing is your retirement basically as a, as an, as an audio person. Like, you know what I mean? Like 
that that money is going to pay you forever you know what i'm saying like anytime people are still listening to your stuff you're going to get paid for it mm-hmm. you know what i mean so so your publishing is like kind of like they say it's like the retirement fund for you know artists musicians producers composers things of that sort writers so uh this this always happens to me because my laptop's busted so i have to go off my phone but my phone's about to die so in lieu of sounding unprofessional i'm gonna duck out uh, <laughs> but john great to, great to catch up with you absolutely um, man awesome always a pleasure thank brother you, thank you very much for having me man i appreciate it a lot of course you stay safe all right and we'll uh i'll be i'll be in touch all right sounds good man absolutely everyone stay safe that's that's again most important Yes. All right, brother. I'm going to jump out. You keep going with these guys, all right? Later, all right, Steve. You, you keep those pups in line. Soon. Yeah. Yeah, I will. <laughs> Put someone in bed. A, it's bedtime. Someone, well, she had a little bit of a nightmare, I think. Oh. That's what happened. Oh. Okay. oh. oh. <laughs> She's back asleep now. All right. All right, guys. Have a good Peace. one. Thank Peace. you again. Thank you. Peace, brother. Thank God he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Sorry, folks listening. We love Eastie. He's the yeah. best. Great guy. Great guy. <laughs> uh, um, um, I have to ask, who are some of your favorite producers of all time? Um, when I started, it's like it's changed over the years. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, like when I started, it was like always like you know premiere. Pete Rock, Ninth yep. Wonder, Alchemist, Kanye, Dre. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Um, now I'm, I'm like, some of my favorite producers to me are like, you know, Jake One, um, Just Blaze. Uh, yep. I love, um, you know, Quincy Jones. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like his documentary. If you, if you guys have seen it yet, or whatever on Netflix. No. I started it. Oh yeah, but um, I know he's legendary. He's been in, had his hands genius. in everything. Genius, like. He's like, again, people that can compose music in their heads and write it down, that's like a whole nother level of like. Yeah, that's like a superpower. Yo, legit. Like, yeah. like that to me is magical. And like, and, and the stuff that he made over the years, incredible. There's also another show, um, uh, Sound Breaking. I don't know if you guys have seen that, but they literally yeah. walk through these different moments in music history, like the first time that they ever did sampling, the first time electricity was introduced and they actually had a pickup for electric guitar. Like in a guitar, yeah. Yeah, and, wow. like, and, like, and like the first synth and like, like shit like that. And like, that shit was amazing. So like, and, like awesome. another cool. guy, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, it was George Martin, you know, from the Beatles, I believe, um, who I think he was the producer of the Beatles. But like, again, just like, Guys like like that, it's like I've had a grew to have a great deal of respect for Phil Spector, um, and just the stuff that they did. The Phil Spector, I think, did the Wall of Sound, which was like yeah. he would like back in the days of four track or whatever. Many you had minimal tracks to record on, and this dude would have hire like three of every m- musician. Like they'd have three guitar players, three bass players, like three drummers, all playing the exact same shit over each other to try and get this fat full thick sound because they only had so many tracks so they couldn't be like all right i'm gonna record this guitar part like nine times and like i'm like bringing it you're bringing right. it into the session right, it's like right. nope you have one track to do that on so you're gonna need nine guitars you know what i'm saying so yeah. it was just so nuts but he like changed the game with that because his sound was like wild when that when that happened you know and like um and one more too is uh 
don't know if you've ever seen the Muscle Shoals documentary, um, but that's about oh this. yes, I, I know what you're talking uh, about. I it's amazing, absolutely, absolutely amazing. I forget the guy's name is like Ray or Roy. I think was like the founder originally. Yeah. But they used to talk about like they it was like someplace it was like Muscle Shoals. I want to say Alabama. And they had the studio that was right by it's the like water. It's like no, in the middle of nowhere, right? Middle of nowhere, but they made yeah. some of the most historical, legendary records like ever. And they had a sound that was unlike anything else at the time that people would travel all around the world to work with these guys to get that sound. Wow. And, and, yes. and like they, they said that the river, they had a, they, there was such a special place. They said like that the water, um, there was a woman in the water that would sing melodies that the artists would come in and they would soak that up and then perform these new original pieces based on these rhythms oh you hear from the huh. singing in the water. And like, I think of, Dave Grohl had visited it, right? Like a lot of famous artists have visited it, right? The Rolling Stones did music there. Dave Grohl, Aretha Franklin, Percy Sledge was discovered out of there. Um, hmm. uh, numerous, numerous records after that. The couple of uh, the rhythm, the guy, some of the musicians ended up breaking off and, and starting their own thing out there. And they did a shitload of records too. And so it was just, it was just a real, like, the, definitely check out that documentary if you can, because it's phenomenal. Like, yeah, I, I know I'd seen some of it because I remember, like, whoever the, um, I think he's, like, the main character of, like, this, uh, of the story. He's, like, explaining. He says, like, oftentimes, like, you'll see some musician, like, sweaty, tired with a guitar on his back, like, is this Muscle Shoals like walks up like through like the desert or wherever it is it because it's it's far from anywhere like in civilization and he's like yeah you're here and then like now then they record like something amazing and it is like kind of just like thinking of the journey to get there like if you're a broke musician like what's Muscle Shoals how do I get there especially before GPS like yeah where do you go like in the desert this place to make amazing music like how do you get there? Like, it's just crazy. It is like a desert. That's super interesting. Isn't it? I didn't it even is. know about this. It's an incredible, incredible uh, story. Like it's really What's the documentary called. I believe it's just called muscle shoals or something. Okay. Like muscle shoals. But um, it's just, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. Um, and then I, I love uh, Rick Rubin too, to me is another really Rick Rubin, yep. producer. What I love about him is that his ability to jump between genres, you know? Right. Yeah. And like, I think that is a, Again, I'm a lover of music. Like I just love music. Like doesn't yeah. matter what the genre is. I just I well, when you can like tip, when you can tip your toes into like every different like type, it'll just I don't know. It shows so much more skill and just you can, like when you can draw you, so much appreciation. Yeah. Like you know, I I I I've growing up, you know, I was like more set on like specific genres and stuff. And like when you have those few artists that can you know dive into something different, it just it it it, it opened my eyes personally to so much more, and I fell in love with so much more as I kept going. You know. Definitely. And I think now is like the best time for that. Like, I feel like back in the day, you couldn't do that. You kind of have to stick to one thing. And that was kind of it. Now it's like, it's kind of an open playing field. Like, just, yep. I can think of just two really good examples. Like one, and this is kind of a weird example, but Takashi, when he came out, he was known yeah. for like just yelling at you. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Like just being mad abrasive in your face. And all of a sudden, he put, I don't know if you guys remember, but he put, up, he put out that song with Gotti. Like, you know, the girls did like on the beach and stuff. Gotti, right? Is that what it was? Yeah. It was yeah. Like, and like, like, you know what I mean? It was oh, like, that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, and then he did like Fifi and like all these other yeah. things. Yeah. So it's like, it's like, dude, like, like he, you know, people weren't like, what is this guy doing? Like they were just accepting it for what it was, you know what I mean? Right. Like, making other styles of music. Like I, I was talking to Clancy and he was like, you know, saying that sometimes it, it's a struggle um, 
other people's feedback or like, you know, why are you doing so many different styles? And I'm like, that's a great thing. If anything, like, like, right. you know, you don't have to be put in one box. You can do so much stuff like MGK. Now he just put out a strap rock song. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it's if fire. you can do it well, if you can do it well, then why not? Yeah. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. So I feel like, right. I think it's a good thing. I like that. I think it's, a, I think it's, Childish Gambino is another one. Like, dude, what the hell? Yeah. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? Like, are you kidding me? He went from that dude is probably one of the most talented human beings on the planet Earth. Like, yeah. legit. Like, the, what can he do? He's gonna win like a tennis tournament next year. Right. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. No, he's like, unbelievable. He literally does everything. I mean, he's he's so funny. I yeah. Love the guy. I mean, he's just incredible. talented. Anyways, not just funny. I mean, he really can. He can lay it down. Do it all. I love that. I love people like that to me that that inspires the hell out of me yeah you familiar with spose hell yeah of course. up in maine yeah Holy he's yeah. he's been really like evolving his sound the last couple of years his last couple albums like a lot of rock influence in them totally he's another guy who's who's always changing he's dope too like he's another one just a, a good human like, and, like yep real good guy just, um always cares about his like family and friends and and mm-hmm. and, and first and foremost while also putting out great authentic music you know what yep. i mean and like uh i've met him through like uh through his relationship with token and then through my homie brian uh bcap from new england noise who does like a ton of our uh, glass house stuff yeah um, many many more he's on he's did all of my single art when i did like the weekly releases like a couple years ago um he's just an incredible dude too and so like brian does all of um Sposa's merch designs and stuff like that as well oh, dope. and so like we actually uh with token we ended up doing the christmas show that he does annually and that was like wicked fun. We did that up at the Halo. Oh, the the uh, P Dank Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like two years ago. Or Word. Two years ago, and that was like awesome. So it's yeah. It's, no, he's a good dude. He's a wicked good dude. His whole crew is really dope too. They're Shane. I love Shane. Shane uh, Rise. Yeah. There's a lot of talent crazy. up there, man. Oh, wicked, wicked good talent. Like, yep. like Styles lived up there for a while too. Like I guess um it was when he was doing the radio up there and stuff too, which is funny. Yeah. Small world. Mm. Yeah. Really. Really, like I love how the New England scene has come together. Like it's not just Boston, you know. There's like Rhode Island, Maine, New Hampshire, Vermont. There's talent everywhere now. And I feel like people bond over that too. It's like just being like, oh, you're from New England, fuck you. It's like like it's like you know, I'm right. to earn a little right. more like like a little extra respect boost. There's more know? camaraderie now. Yeah, it's like totally. it's more there's it's more of a pride thing. Like if you say yeah. you're from New England, it's like oh me too. Where it used to be like oh yeah me too, you know like. Here we are in New England, you know, but no, yeah, now, now it's state. like, yeah, now it's like, we're proud to be, you know, the, the scene is, is thriving right now. And I think a lot of people are proud to be a part of it. One of the coolest things like when going on tour is like, you know, you're in like the different rooms and you see like all the stickers from all the other bands and stuff that have come to town and stuff. And it was yep. always so cool being in certain places and being like, Oh word. That's like, that's the homies. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, like seeing their stuff up there and you're like, Oh word. And it's like, it makes you feel like you're, you're walking the right path you know what i mean right. like it's like that type of stuff is always dope to see and then like and then you can hit them up like yo what'd you think of that venue you know what i mean and like you yeah. can talk and you joke around about your experiences and it's just it's just really cool to just you know to have that you know right no, i love that when i'm at a venue and i see like a sticker in the bathroom or something and i know yeah. the person i like take a picture of it and send it to them i'm like hey i saw your sticker like exactly yeah it's so cool. And they love that too. They're like, oh, word, that's dope. It's right, still right. There. Like, oh, that's <laughs> right, <laughs> exactly. So it's dope. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, we had, uh, we had Flawless on recently, Flawless Real oh, Talk. Yep. And he's, you know, from Rhode Island, obviously, but another dude who's doing it big in New England. And he was talking about how, you know, 
um, he was talking about how back when Token was like 15 and he was talking to you and, you know, saying, you know, this kid's your responsibility. Like, don't mess this up. And he was just saying how you did everything right. And like, it, it just watching it unfold was great. And it's just hearing those stories from people in different parts of new England, like how it, they're all kind of together, you know, it, we all kind of are in it together. hundred percent, man. Blah, yep. Blah's, Blah's awesome. Like we've known him since, you know, the, the grind mode days and that's when we all yep. connected and stuff. And so like, like and obviously it's still it's still going on now and stuff like that but that like to me that was like a really dope time like when we were all doing those and stuff and it was like again there was an energy there was an energy there in the in the rooms and i'm going down almost every every weekend to go go there again again i'm like we're riding to rhode island with 15 year olds you know what i'm saying and bring right. them to those and like and, but they were embraced and they embraced us and like and and it, it was amazing the camaraderie down there was always dope and it was always love and it's it's awesome like like again just to see other people like doing great things like 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 to see him on that show is so freaking that cool. was amazing that he's, was like, amazing. Work, he's also someone that's worked so hard for so yep. long and he's always been so consistent too with it and like and he's so a, professional and yeah the way he interacts with people and stuff absolutely like yep. he's he's got you know some people just have it you know what i'm saying he's definitely absolutely guys, you know absolutely i mean chance compared him to drake so that's fire. I didn't even know that. That's yeah. On the show, he said he reminds me of Drake. And he wasn't talking about the music necessarily. He was talking about, like, his persona. Like, right. he's, yeah, yeah. he's got it. Like, the star quality. Totally. He definitely yep. does. Yep. And their whole crew, too, is dope. I love Mark and Josh. Like, and, like, like those guys are hilarious. And they're just really good dudes. Like, again, passionate, too. Like, like I was just talking to Passionate the other week. And so, or, I'm sorry, I shouldn't just call him Passion anymore. It's Clark Wayne now. <laughs> so, oh, really? Yeah, I, I, or Kyle, Kyle, or whatever. I don't know. Whoever we want to go by these days, that's my dude. That's my dude. Okay. So, but but I love. Uh, but it's just like you know, it's good to still be friendly with all these guys that we've known for so long, and just like be able to still call them, say what's yeah. up, and see each other, and like and be happy for each other. I think that's special. Absolutely. So it sounds like you have a good vision for the future. Like you've kind of. You've caught people at at early ages, and and you're good at, um, I mean, navigating the scene. And um, so, like in ten years, how do you see? Like, I mean, right now, I'd say if you if you look up by percentages, I think hip hop is is the most listened to genre yep. right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but like in ten years, do you see? Because hip hop's kind of gone from like boom bap aggressive it had like an aggressive tone i guess in like the early 2000s and now it's kind of gotten more there's emotions have crept in like it's not mm-hmm. weird to like thanks drake that. yeah <laughs> thanks, <laughs> thanks drake like there's well yeah i mean melody there's definitely more melody no know? yeah 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 absolutely yeah. more emotion too which i don't think is a bad thing no it's a good thing it's a good thing but it's so like, that's why I, I hate when people like make used to make fun of Drake for like being too emotional and stuff. It's like, it's come on, you're you not allowed to have emotions. Like we're human beings here. Come on. A hundred billion percent, man. It's right. like, again, like Knife Wonders talk about, he's like, like, uh, you know, club music is made for a certain time of day. Drake's music is made for a certain emotion sometimes. Right. You know what I mean, right. some stuff is designed for certain things. You know what I mean? And like, you got to have all ends of that spectrum. No, you know, absolutely. Like, you got to enjoy this and that. Like, that's why, like, Griselda to me is super dope because, yes. like, they've been, they have not changed since they first yep. came out and they've made it cool again to do yep. that. Where it's like people have been doing that forever, but they, the way they branded themselves and the way that they represented themselves and their art as, as high art, mm-hmm. that wasn't looked at like that for a while. And right. they brought it back. And then, like, I think that 
is again. But they put their own style on it too. Totally, it's authentic. Yeah, they made it completely their own, and they did their own way. And they are like, they're one of my favorite labels. um, Word out, you know, next to um, like you know, TDE and Dreamville and stuff like that. What do you think about Tragic Allies and ST Knack and those guys? Oh my god, Knack, Knack, dude, all those guys are family. Like, like, yeah, like me and Pinom have a project that's phenomenal. Oh word, I should have mentioned earlier too. That's like word. We had him on the podcast a while ago. Oh good, like that. That dude is like incredible, and he's another one that he's just like his energy and his soul is so genuine and like I'm such uh he's one of my really good friends too like someone that i i care for deeply as well and yeah. like like he's just an awesome 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 person his again his growth too is nuts like he's doing a lot of melody stuff now too not only that but as a human he's his, his um his cooking is his catering business saint's kitchen yep i am so supportive of everything he does and could not be more happy for him and all this and all the stuff that he all the ventures he does because like yeah he's branched out and grown so much as a human. And like, again, it's so dope to see. And like, I am so freaking happy for him. And like tragic allies too, like same shit, like Davino and knack are like homies. I've known since, since like some of the first rec shop stuff, you know what I really? mean? I went to and like, so to sit down doing what they're doing is, is like, they, again, they've just stuck to the game plan and they, dude, knack has been disgusting since, since he was probably in diapers. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like yeah. that dude is hip hop. Like if you, I've always said he's hip hop personified. You know what yeah. I'm saying? If you look up hip hop in like a dictionary, like yeah. you'll see S Knack, like just yeah, sitting yeah. there. You know what I'm saying? He's, he's got it. it. He's it. Like right. I remember just going to ciphers back in the day at rec- some of the rec shops, um, the Freedom Ciphers and stuff. And like people would go around, all of a sudden it'd be his turn. He'd take over the whole room and he'd have everybody feeling everything. He could freestyle, he could have it written. It didn't matter because everything he said was gospel and it was golden and he was preaching knowledge. And telling stories about what's happening in the world and like that dude is just uh, he's an, he's he's someone that's so special and should be protected at all costs you know uh, what I'm yes. saying? like 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 that dude is incredible and like um i was very lucky to be able to work with him on on, on some on a bunch of music and uh, on one of the projects that he put out um i helped out with, with some of the production on it and like and like that night was so dope because we got together at his place the mini mansion which is like infinite yep. you know being a local guy and um out here like that place is so known for so much so much history there yeah. and so like um i remember we went there and we were just chilling and like we would just be chilling smoking drinking just talking just talking about life music and life and whatever it got kind of late and i had to leave or whatever and then he sends me a joint and i wake up to the next day and then literally the whole song's about what we were talking about that and i'm just wow. like this Jeez. is just, wow this that's some, awesome some people are just special you know some what i'm town. saying like yeah like, like, like I'm lucky to have some amazingly talented special friends. You know what I'm saying? And like, like guys that I think are just top tier at what they do. And, 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 and not only that, but they're even better people. So it's like, yeah. that, that shit's awesome. And like Nack and Davina are amazing at what they do. And right. they do it in such a unique way that's authentic to them. And, and they're, they're so, they're good people, like you said, and they're so well-respected, like mm-hmm. locally. Like they, they built, you know, ST Neck ending up on West Side Guns album wasn't that doesn't just happen. That happened because he, he built because he built, you know, a core fan base around here. People people who knew him personally respected him and that just grew, you know, the that just helped spread the word. Oh yeah. Mm. No, he that and then shout out purpose too. He's like one of the like architects behind Tragic Allies. Um, and none of that would I don't think would be possible without him as well. He's an amazing producer, artist as well. 
Um, and he's he's one of the people that I think made helped lay the groundwork for a lot of the stuff you guys are doing today. And like and like shout out to like Michelangelo and Crime Apple and, and like you know Primo Profit and, and Teo and those guys. And I feel like I feel like there's just a, a vinyl villain too also being on the forefront of that sound as well. Like I think there's so again there's so much freaking talent out here and, and like you could you can't like you can't escape it anymore. Like mm. it used to be one kind of one like style and now it's like just so much dude. yep even yeah more, like like even in pop like that girl claro i think's from out here claro yes yeah, she's like huge yeah know? she was on like jimmy fallon like yeah. she's yeah Hal- halsey i think's from like quincy or something like that halsey's right? from quincy no i did not know that yeah i didn't no. know that well actually so sorry yeah just to uh just finish the thought about um the future vision uh do, do you see like in the next decade or two um, hip hop staying dominant, or do you think like other genres are are like? Will there be a genre like a blend of genres that we're not familiar with yet? There, are, there already is. Like if you think about it, country has adopted so many different influences. Um, if you really think about it, that's true. Um, yeah, countries become like borderline rap, borderline EDM, borderline. Yeah, you hear country songs now where it's like a country singer singing over a hip hop beat, basically. Right. Yeah. And 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 then and and it's like in. I feel like you're going to see a lot more mashes of, of yeah. music. You know what I'm saying? Mashups of different stuff, I think, in the future. Because, again, like, stuff's constantly being recreated. Like, all right, the New York drill, you know what I mean? That's it's not too different from the UK drill, but then New yeah. York adopted it and put it their own spin on it and made it a little bit grimy for New York. Right. You know what I'm saying? Then you hear this new Drake song. I don't know. If, I forget the name of what he put out, but it's a drill beat, but it's very, like, ambient and i was like that was really dope to me hearing that you remember he teased it on his ig and then it came out on the demos thing yeah i, I love that because i was used to hearing all those drill beats a certain way you know what i mean and like with the the, the melodies to be like darker and, and grimier and stuff like that to go with the drums then on this drake's joint it's very like ah, like very ambient like stuff mm. with that same vibe though and like to me that was so dope and unique because i was like this is like kind of cool because it was it wasn't what i was expecting but he, he made it his own you know so like, right. like that's i think what we're going to see a lot more of is like meshing stuff together like that yeah i feel like the the lines between genres have become blurred over the last few years especially in hip-hop especially in calling, hip-hop people are calling um stuff still hip-hop when i i wouldn't necessarily call it hip-hop doesn't make it that it's not it's still right. good music but i wouldn't put it in the same right as, as hip-hop well, you know the thing I mean? yeah the thing is, there needs I think there needs to be more hip hop subgenres. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I because other other genres like rock and roll has alternative rock. They have metal. They have yeah. classic rock. Hip hop is just hip hop. But there's yeah. so many different varieties. But they all just fall under hip hop. You're 100 percent right. You know. 100%. So yeah, more hip hop subgenres. That's what we need. I agree. Sound <laughs> off in the comments if you got ideas for names. Yeah. Right. We're down. We'll take them. That's a great idea, though. I honestly think that's a wicked good idea. I mean, there are there are some artists that like identify as alternative hip hop, and um, you know they kind of blend more singing and like different genres in. But I kind of like that stuff. Like kind of like the like honestly, I w- I didn't listen to it at the time. Um, but I I have worked with a few artists now that have gotten really into it, and I'm really starting to enjoy it. But like yeah, kind of like the pop punk rap stuff you know yeah. what I mean? kind yeah. of like a little little peep mgk type of yeah. vibes mod sun a little bit type mod of sun yeah um but like i really grew to like that I, I when i was growing up in high school i used to dictate 
I used to always say my, I used to categorize my friends by the different music we listen to. You know what I mean? <laughs> so like, like I'd have like my hip hop friends that I like, but I, I couldn't hang out with my hip hop friends and my classic rock and roll friends at the same time. It would just, right. they, they wouldn't match. You know what I mean? <laughs> so like, but then I have like my, my pop punk friends, like all my friends that, that I met that we would like, they'd all be listening like starting line and brand new and like yellow card and like, and like all like that, like, um, you know, Blink-182 Blink and stuff that I used to love and like all yeah. that stuff, you know what I mean? And so like, I was obsessed with all that for a while. And then like, like um, to hear that influence now in rap is dope. Like over yes. like, these kind of these trap beats with the guitar. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. This is kind of sick, dude. Like, and yeah. one of my homies uh, uh, from Staten Island, his name is Moody, uh, Dan Moody. He's really dope. And um, he started out as an artist manager and now he became an artist himself. And he kind of um, adopted this style and it's perfect for him and it fits him so well. And he sounds phenomenal. And then uh, one of my homies, Sean Doan, who started out as an intern here and now he's, he's an amazing, amazing producer. Um, and he's also like just a great dude too. Um, he, uh, he does a lot of the beats for Moody as well as his, uh, Moody's other homie, Demo. And um, they just have a dope sound together because it's like these like, you know, they've been sampling a lot of old pop punk songs and then putting like yeah. these rap drums on it. And it's so sick. Like, it's so That's sick. amazing. Yeah. Like, I love it. I think it's really dope. Like, and it works for him so well. Like some people, yeah. it sounds forced, you know what I mean? But I'm like, this shit kills. Like, it's so dope. Yeah. If you can, if you can blend genres like that and make it work, it's, that's a dope, that's a dope thing to be able to do. Hell yeah. There's gonna be a lot of that. I think it's gonna be. You're gonna see. More yeah, that's good. That's it's been the last few years. You can already see it shifting that way. Well, I mean, especially Absolutely. in the EDM scene, I I hear all the time. There's like a blend of every type of genre, to some yeah. degree. Like someone tries to just like blend it in. And I love it because there's it with that comes a lot of remixing because like you hear so many songs with the same like you know type of melody, vocal, whatever it is, and it's just it's switched up and you know it's amazing to see how many people expect one thing and it just is completely the opposite <laughs> yeah and how much they still love it regardless because of the familiarity of it have you ever listened to grizz oh i love yeah. grizz like, i've grizz, heard grizz yeah grizz is fire because like he incorporates mad live musicianship in his oh yeah song. and a lot of like crazy vocal parts with like these like soulful undertones and stuff like that but then it's like mad EDM too. So it's yeah. like, I, I think it's so cool because he has like these live horns and pianos and strings. And yeah, what one of his EDM drums and shit. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Like, that's great. Like, it's so crazy. Yeah, like one of his most recent songs, I think uh, it's like Tiger Kingdom uh, Space Camp or something, or Tiger Kingdom Space something. Uh, just like he, he performed that and he had an entire ensemble with him on stage and stuff, all just, you know, jam big band style, just jamming out on the horns, the drums, everything. And then That's just awesome. all of a sudden, just fucking dubstep drop, and it's just like, oh, what yeah. the hell? You like... saw Grizz live, right? Oh, I've seen him multiple times. Yeah, oh, he's wow. great. I would love to see him live. Uh, he... That's an experience. You know what oh, I'm yeah. saying? That's a super experience. His live sax playing is one of the most incredible like yeah. experiences. It's it's so fun to see him it's just like disgusting. standing on top of his tables and just like wailing on the sax. Now That's we amazing. saw we saw Grammatic and Grammatic works with Grizz, right? They're, yeah, so together they're Grizzmatic. <laughs> oh wow! I didn't even know they had a group. That's yeah, cool. yeah it's pretty nasty. cool. They haven't been together in a minute, um, or at least like performed live, and who the fuck knows when that's going to be for a bit. But <laughs> Grammatic and like R two D two were like super super. Dude, super. I I love R two D two. Like, oh man, From Star Wars. No, RJ D2, right? RJ D2, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Same deal. Yeah. And I, liked, um, I used to love like Nightmares on Wax too, like in that vein. Yeah. Like, oh, uh, man. 
it's like very like jammy hip hop soul vibe, just like stuff you hear in a smoke shop. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. That's when uh, I first heard the Nightmares on Wax. I'm dude, you have no idea how many times I've walked in the stores like, hey, can you tell me what's playing right now? <laughs> or like, yeah. or like, like this is like before Shazam. I'll never forget that actually. There was a joint. Um, I was in Poughkeepsie visiting a friend in New York. Walked into like this little gift shop that was like selling like these like like little whatever shits and like uh you know there's a song playing over the thing i'm like this is amazing <laughs> and i'm like i go up i'm like hey what is this and they're like oh like you know it's this cd but we only have an open copy i was like i don't give a shit i'll buy it like like right now like tell me what like i'll, I'll like off, tell me whatever it costs and i got it like i'll pay it right now because I, <laughs> I need that in my life so yes i feel like you know as, as creative people you're inspired by you know everything you know that's such oh, yeah. a that's such a producer thing to do. I feel like walk into a store and be like, "What is this? I'm buying it right now." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, pre Shazam, yeah, yeah right. Blueberry <laughs> Kongs was the shit for that. They used to like they actually used to tell you what was playing on the board and like yeah. you know, they were so dope. I remember I used to love going in there all the time. I used to spend hundreds of dollars a week there just on CDs and box sets and stuff and tapes. Oh, yeah. And then like uh, I remember like going in just like just listening in the store for hours and just like being like, "Oh, what is that?" And then walking through this like, "Yo." Who's, who's that like you know yeah. what I mean? like like and they were just like oh this is this new thing that just came in and like it was it was they were so cool they were, that was a really dope story because they were so knowledgeable about their shit and yeah like, and like I, I mean i haven't been to newberry Kongs in so long but i feel like this was like five six years ago maybe and like that was such a dope time because they were really cared and they like really right. wanted, they really wanted to see like people like they wanted to put you on to new stuff just as much as they wanted you to get the things that you're already used to you know right that's you good. still uh do you still go to record stores and dig through crates? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yep. Um, I last last uh, not the last trip, but the trip before when we went to LA. Me, Villain, yep. and Tiba, and a couple other guys. We all spent a good, a good some good money at the, at a Amoeba, and then um, Villain found a couple other little uh, hidden gem joints too. So like, Word. that's always fun. It's so much fun, man. And like, and it's always like it's like unboxing a gift because when you get home yep. and you put it on, you're like, oh, what's, what's gonna what's gonna happen? Right, right. right. <laughs> What's gonna, you know, what I mean? it's like you get all giddy and stuff, and yeah, it's so much fun, man. I brings out the kid in you. Totally. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, again, I cannot be more grateful to be able to do this every day. Like this is this this is pure bliss, you know. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, can, like uh, Eastman had said before, if you love what you love, what you do, don't work a day in your life. So right. it's true. I mean, it's, it's true. It really that's is. That's the I goal. Mean, that's the ultimate goal is to yep. do something that you enjoy doing, you know? 100%. Yep. That's the thing. I was scared of shit. You know, when I was 18, I'm like, I don't know what I like in life. <laughs> I don't right. know what I wanted to do in life. Right. Like, I knew I liked drawing and, and, and I wanted to design sneakers to some extent. So that's why I went to school for that. But then that quickly changed after a year. And I was like, yeah. I realized I was just so passionate about music. I didn't know what capacity I was going to be in the music industry, but I knew I wanted to do something there. You just yeah. wanted to be involved in music yeah. somehow. Yeah. And even yeah. with the stuff with token, like there was a point in my, in, where I was literally getting, I was ready to give up my production completely to, to make sure I could give him the right attention to focus when I was his acting manager and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I felt like when it came to Colin and Ben and, and um, Trey, like it was one thing to let myself down, but it was another thing to let them down. So yeah. I always wanted to make sure I gave them, my undivided attention for everything that they needed you know and like put them first even before a lot of my own needs and some to some extent you know but but to me like i wouldn't have traded that because i learned a lot through it still and, and absolutely like, even, even now like um you know again i was completely ready to give them my production and now i'm at a point where um you know this is my main focus so it's like it's kind Word. of wild you know and yeah 
it was pretty cool. That's got to feel good awesome. though to to have it back as your main focus, you know. Oh yeah, because this is what I fell in love with. You right. Know I mean? This is the stuff that really like I was passionate about and that I really loved. And like again, yeah. you, I loved learning it too, just as much as working on it. You know, like I love learning about mixing now too. Like right. Yeah. As much as it drives me crazy, like mixing is a love hate relationship, like a mother, because like yeah. like. But like, when you get it, you're like, you're, uh, you're so ecstatic. Oh <laughs> the God, reward is worth it. Yeah, It's the greatest feeling when you get it. But like, like sometimes getting to that moment though, is like, you want to rip out what's left of your right. hair and stuff. It's just like, dude, <laughs> like, this is like, this is ridiculous. It's like, I've tried yeah. I've so many things and it's not, just, <laughs> it's not like how I wanted to, you know, but that's it. That's all part of life, you know? Yeah. So you said you didn't really get into music till you were like 18. You played a lot of sports growing up. What were your yeah. sports? I was I so when I was really young I was I was really good at soccer and baseball. Um yeah. as I got into high school I stopped playing baseball cuz I used to get like pegged all the time. I used to get like I used to be up to bat and I used to get like rocked. You would just get hit every time. Yeah, all the time, you know. I had <laughs> get, that plate. Damn. You know, yeah, you must have been crowding the plate. I, I thought well, I'm short, so I would like punch down low like, you know, yeah. like, like, Jeff, like a Jeff Bagwell type of thing, you know. Yeah, like, see. Like, they were just trying to brush you back. Yeah, yo, they used to <laughs> rock me. <laughs> so, like, so, so I'm like, "All right, I'm good with this shit." And like and like I used to play catcher too, and I was actually a pretty dirty catcher. I used to, I went to All-Stars when I was a kid a bunch. Okay. But then um I was a lefty, so I, they never made a lefty catcher's mitt when I was younger, or at least yeah. one that was local. Not a lot of lefty right? catchers out there. So I always used my regular glove and I used to got, I got so used to doing that. And then when I got, when I was getting older, they, they made it illegal that I couldn't use that. Um, cause I, yeah. I was like, I was pretty good. And like, and like, um, and like, it wasn't just for me, but I think it was for, you know, whatever, it was just a safety thing or whatever it may have been, but they're like, no, you can't, it's illegal for you to have a left. Like you can't, you have to use a lefty catcher's mitt. Like you have to find one. And I was yeah. like, oh, okay. You know, did they and even so, make lefty catcher's mitts? They didn't at the time. So yeah. I, we have to order one like some eBay or some shit, like randomly, you know what I mean? Like, right. Like, and so like, uh, like, but I couldn't find one in a store locally anywhere, like anywhere. And so when you, when you catch with a catcher's mitt, like um, you, it's a very different than you're, when you're catching just using the webbing of a regular glove. Right. So I broke my thumb like three times, like my first <laughs> year using like a oh like man a, a regular catching because I used to just catch it like regular, like I thought I would. And yeah. Hit me right in the right thumb, in the like, ball. Right oh man. Dude, used to they just to just like and just I'm like oh, oh I'm out, I'm done you know like like, and, like that was it. So I stopped playing baseball after yeah. all that because I was like this is oh, too yeah. much. Yeah. <laughs> so, I always loved basketball too. And I played some of that in high school. And then I even like played a lot of like intramurals in college and stuff. So basketball has always like been my, my go-to for sure. Nice. Yeah. Sam, Thinking buckets. Basketball. Buckets, man. Buckets. That's what I'm talking about. That's all yeah, I ever do. The best. Basketball is the best. Cause all you need, I play basketball like by myself a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like all you need is a ball and a hoop and you can just go out and ball. Like that's Sometimes it. I don't even yeah. need the hoop. You can just practice dribbling and shit. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You can't do that with baseball, really. Like, it's, you know. It's Mm. also, it's so, like... I don't know. You don't see any fat uh, basketball players. It's it's a it's quite the workout. Like I love you can, basketball. You can be it pretty works out like everything. Like <laughs> yeah, you can be in pretty questionable shape and be good at baseball. Right. <laughs> Shout out Babe Ruth. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, my a funny random thing. My grandfather was um a was a bat boy or a ball boy for the Red Sox back in the day, and like the. You know, way long time ago. Yeah. He used to always tell us this story about how he saw Babe Ruth biting under the stands. 
uh, in a fist fight with one of one of the opposing players and stuff. And he's done. Uh, no way. Yeah, it was so that cool. is awesome, dude. That was just a different time. Like we was just like the, <laughs> bully, was, bully. Someone ever got bully day? <laughs> People used to get dressed up in like suits and ties to go to the game. Crazy. Yeah. With like fancy hats on and stuff, like it's the Kentucky Derby. I saw a hilarious thing with Bill Burr talking about how Babe Ruth's stats are so stat like skewed just because of like the time he was in. He's like, look, those guys were not real athletes. Like he, <laughs> why, although his- the balls, like the balls that they used back then, didn't travel nearly as far, and like the bats they used, like that you couldn't hit the ball as far back then. True. See, I don't, I don't know, like the real numbers to be honest. Like, like the I, balls I, they have now, they're they're like they did something to these balls like recently in the last couple of years, like like where guys are just launching home runs now it's like golf balls too they have like this something inside them that like right. allows them to like yeah know, go further or roll yeah further and stuff yeah like, you know but when so, babe ruth played those balls oh. didn't have much like bounce to them at all so you really had to smack it to make it go far <laughs> right. yeah is it true though that no one can can no one's come near the stats babe ruth has well, his Barry Bonds broke the home run. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, did he? Okay, because it's funny. Because on this podcast I was listening to, I mean, I don't know. They could have just been joking. Babe Ruth was, stats. Babe Ruth stats were ridiculous for the time that he played in. Like maybe no one's come crazy too. He used to strike out all the time. Though people forgot about that too. Yeah. Oh, did he really? Yeah, he struck out so much. Okay, I could be He's wrong. He's like John Daly, basically. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of good. There's a lot of great home run hitters that strike out a lot. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Teddy Babe Ruth. Teddy Williams. Teddy Williams was the four hundred man. That's legendary. That yeah. is legendary. Like that. Now that's a guy. He was he was scrawny as hell. He was a twig, mm-hmm. and he could hit the ball a mile. I don't believe though the red seat at Fenway. You know the red seat. Yeah. yeah. You think he hit that? I don't believe it. I don't. Why would they? Why would they make it red? It's way too far, dude. Like <laughs> David Ortiz. David Ortiz said, like in batting practice, even he never even came close to it. And like, look at Ortiz compared to Ted Williams. It is like, absurdly <laughs> far. Like I actually, it took me a while to find it. To be honest, when I've it's like too far up there. The like stands, nobody yeah. has even come close to that <laughs> since then. And there's no video of it or anything. Like how do we know that actually happened? <laughs> Just did it everyone, really. everyone just agreed. There's like, there's like an old story that some guy was wearing a straw hat and it went through his hat and there was a hole in the hat or something. It's nah, like, is that really like, the yeah. fucking story? Yeah. That's ridiculous, dude. <laughs> it looks like it reminds us of like Looney Tunes, like, with like right, right? Exactly. exactly. Like yeah, and then and then Roadrunner went and then ran away. That's what happened. <laughs> it was a home. It was a yeah. They hold up a sign that just says "ouch." <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, right exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Wiley Coyote. Just couldn't catch that dang thing. You know? Oh man, that's uh, that's exactly what happened at Fenway Park in, 1940s. <laughs> in the nineteen forties. The day that will live forever. When, when people wore straw hats to baseball games. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, we don't want to keep you all. Yeah, we we could day, wrap this yeah. thing up. It's been a while. <laughs> no problem, man. This was dope. I appreciate you guys. This is yeah, we appreciate day. we appreciate you coming on. Definitely. Thank this you so really much. Good. No, thank you guys. Again, honored, honored to be on here, and I'm glad to hear everyone's doing well and safe and healthy, and and hope hope it continues to go that way. Yes, you as Absolutely. well, man. All yeah. of this together. 
Yes. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Hopefully we'll all, we'll all be able to go to shows again and, and we actually hug each other. We, and need, stuff. <laughs> we need like, as soon as we're able to start going to shows again, I feel like the shows are going to be so much fun. Like everyone's just oh, going to yeah. be, everyone's just going to be so ready to just like have a good time. All with our custom oh. gas masks and everything. It's going to be <laughs> right. awesome. Exactly. Oh, is that you? I can't tell. <laughs> I like, what is it? Like, the silent DJ parties they were doing? Yeah. 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 It's going to be like concerts. Like, like we're all in like, six feet part in different rooms yeah. Like yeah. Parting by ourselves. we're not allowed like, to talk to each other no, no, we're, exactly. we're all bubble boys with our own speakers on the inside like. no, I'd fuck with that though yo I'd go to a concert if we're all allowed to be in bubbles and just walk honestly that's that's a good idea really? that would be the funnest shit ever dude that's like, a great that idea so that would be fun. Those bubble suits where you can just like run into each other and like bounce off. Oh, now, now we're bubble talking. Soccer, <laughs> now we're is. talking. Just fishbowl the bubble and just go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this would be a good time. Right, well, yo, take uh, care, you guys. Again, thank you so much. So, yeah, right, you man. had uh, John Glass underscore on all social media. Yes. Yep. Pretty much. And, um, so, you had named those packs. Could you just, sorry, could you just remind everyone what those packs were called? Yes. Um, so if you go to the Nasty Tracks channel on Splice, that's N-A-S-T-Y-T-R-A-X. Uh, there may be one other X, but I don't think there is. I think it's just one. Um, but then if you go under there, you'll see all the packs that we've released um, over the last year. Um, there's two amazing packs from Kato and possibly even three. Um, and then there's also a bunch of packs from uh, myself. Um, also, my, our production partners, Melks, uh, Tiba, and also Andre X. Um, there's Pack Killer um, by Andre X. There's also another pack, uh, Pack Supreme by Andre X. There's um, uh, Sunset Fractals, which is a dope uh, guitar pack from Tiba. There's uh, also yeah. um, another guitar pack from Tiba up there. I can't remember the name off top right now. Um, and then there's also um, Dream Sins 1 through 3 from Melks, and also Kings and Gods 1 through 2. And then there's three packs from myself and Tiba, uh, two of which, I'm sorry, from myself and Tiba. Wave Fragments, which is my one of my personal favorites. Um, also Cheat Code. And then me and C Sharp made a dope pack, kind of like a plug-and-play pack called uh, Sharp Glass. So enjoy. Go nuts. Perfect. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great That's name, Sharp Glass. Downloading all. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was, it was, I mean, it, you, had to, names. Yeah, you yeah. had to call it Sharp Glass. Exactly. <laughs> you know? The one thing I will say, like, I, 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 I like the name too, but I feel like from now on when I do a pack, I, be, I want it to be more not just a branded pack about the names, but more yeah. branded around – the vibe of the pack because i feel like yeah yeah, i think that will that usually i feel like that's for lack of a better way to explain i think that sells the pack better you know what i'm sure um like i feel like when we put out wave fragments it was like kind of a lo-fi textury vibe with the cover and stuff and like that's kind of what you got from the music yeah 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 doesn't necessarily reflect the content of what's in the pack you know what i'm saying other than right this is our names and we we (laughs) work together well Yeah, if you guys make anything, please send it my way. I'd love to hear. So, so at any time, and and obviously too, if there's ever anything I can do to help, or you guys ever have questions, just just let me know. I'm always happy to help. Absolutely, yeah. Right. Thank you, Appreciate thank you for that. coming on. Yeah, this is awesome. I mean, love, love talking to uh, producers of any caliber, and you obviously have a, an immense number of credits. That's it's super impressive. So, thank we you, just man. yeah, it's been awesome talking to you. Thank you for everything, uh, giving us your insight and. Absolutely. And all that. Yeah, just thank you for coming on. Uh, no problem. Much love. Yeah. Yes. All right. Stay yeah, right. We'll, we'll see Stay you soon. Safe. Absolutely. Hope to see you guys sooner than later when all this clears up. Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, for sure. All right. All right. Peace, yo. All Peace. right. Have a good one.